across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Thank you, Jake. Evening. Uh, strong vibe tonight. It's going to be a busy show. We will play the Jimmy Tarbuck interview later on. Um, and those of you who stuck around for the end of last night's show, uh, boy, oh boy, wasn't that disturbing. Um, we thought we'd get a guest on to talk about what happened in the last 30 minutes of last night. I'll explain all after the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Song calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So, 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 if you stuck around for the last 30 minutes of last night's show, um, boy, oh boy, didn't that take a bizarre turn. Um, we were all set to play the, um, Jimmy Tarbuck interview. Um, we had minutes to spare, about three minutes before I had to start the, uh, the Tarbuck interview. And a caller flashed up on the screen that it, it was an unknown caller. Okay. The way this system works is if you've called in before, your name will be stored in the system. But it was a new number. And so I said to Kath, Kath, quickly, we've got three minutes. Just just get this caller straight on. Let's see what they've got to say for themselves. And it's been quite um, an upbeat show. I mean, there, there was uh, that lad David, lad, that man David, talking about his dad and his friend passing. But um, all in all, it was quite an upbeat um, show last night. So I thought it would be more knockabout, throwaway, phone-in fun. Um, and instead, it was, and I, I, I don't say this for exaggeration, it was the most harrowing phone call I have ever taken, um, in the 15 years, whatever it is I've been doing radio. It, um, um, it was a guy who wanted to talk about being a stalker. First few seconds, I thought it was a, it was a gag, a gag in inverted commas. Quite quickly, I realised it wasn't a gag and that he was genuine. But um, for quite a while, I assumed he was talking about something that had happened in the dim and distant past. And he wanted to share with us, um, you know, how we managed to stop this behaviour. It it took a few minutes for the penny to drop that this wasn't in the dim and distant past. This was actually... um, this was actually an ongoing situation. Um, 
If you missed it, we put it out as a podcast, and, and, and Kath and I talked about this a lot. Um, we weren't going to. It certainly wasn't going to be in the best bits. Um, but we did think, look, it's out there, it happened. People heard it. It's on the Listen Again feature. So we have put it out as a podcast, um, but with a warning. And I, I really, you know, I, I don't recommend you play it to children. And if you are triggered by, um, you know, the frank conversations about stalking and also sexual violence, um, probably don't listen to it. But we, we kind of thought it was, I don't know, important to put it out. Um, if you missed it, the gentleman uh, wouldn't give us his real name. He used the name Thomas. Um, have a listen to this. This is a little clip from last night. No, we lived on the same street. Right. And did she express any interest in you? Uh, when we were kids, we were just friends playing out. Yeah. But when I went into secondary school, uh, because of my condition, uh, it affected me because I couldn't walk. Yeah. And I ended up getting a bit obsessive with her. Yeah. And then it affected me, it affected it in the future because I did bad things to her. And to, um, but when I got older, I started contacting her and then the, she got the police. Right. Did the police charge you with, with stalking or, or charge yeah. you with anything? It was a caution. Right. Got a caution. Okay. So, so that, that, that means that they think you did something bad. You said yeah. you did bad things to her. What does that mean? Well, on the computer, uh, I, um, I, I, I broke into her account and uh, started harassing her. Yeah. But when I listen to music, I daydream about her. Mate, you need to get help, Thomas. Uh, yeah. Cause, but this cause, was a few years ago. Right, okay. And yet you're I, I, still I want, thinking about her. Yeah, but did I you ever phys- Did you ever... Hang on a second. Did you ever physically hurt her? Never. Right. Just just on the computer. Okay, but, that's, but that is still, you know, uh, uh, it, that is still vicious. It's still a vicious attack uh, to, to threaten I people. threatened to rape her. Jesus. Thomas. Man. What? Why? Why did you think that that was... Why did you think that that was a good idea? Because she was ignoring me and yeah. I wanted to find her to get her attention. God, that's uncomfortable listening. I've not listened to that back. I've never heard such a genuine reaction as my Jesus then when uh, he said that. I mean, that was... Um, um, it, it totally threw me for six. Um, I didn't know how to continue. I perceived that Thomas... I could see where he was calling from. Uh... I perceived that Thomas was still uh, posed a threat to that young lady and um, her two children. And I don't want to, we know a little bit more about her, but I don't want to, you know. Um, so I made the decision that I've never, ever made before. And I really hope I never have to make again. And I've spoken to villains. I've spoken to, um, to, to crooks. I've spoken to all kinds of dodgepots, right? But I've never had to make this call, and the call I made, and Catherine, my producer, backed me up, the call I made was, we both perceived he was a threat, as he'd been in touch with her, I think, three months ago. Um, and so we made the decision to get in touch with the police, and um, we did. And then Thomas was, uh, it, it was, it was uh, 
Anyway, he was begging us not to, and we, and we did, and I'll tell you what happened. But, 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 it really upset me. It really upset me as, as a host, because I was, I felt out of my depth. It upset me as a human being. It upset me as a dad, and as a man, and as a son, and all. It, it upset me as a person, a lot. And, um, I, I, terrible night's sleep thing. I know it upset a lot of you as well, because I know some of you, some of my listeners, and some of my followers, and, um, have had similar experiences of being made to feel afraid um, by someone else's interest, affection. I use affection in inverted commas. Um, and I I just said to Kath today, Kath, we need to get someone on. We need to get someone on the show. We need to kick off this show tonight with someone who can um, explain <clears throat> what it's like for the person who is being stalked for the person who is receiving unwanted attention for the person who is being threatened with rape man or woman you know I, it, primarily it's men towards women i know but it can happen it can happen man on man or women or i know but um and kath came back pretty quickly and said I've, i found someone i found someone brilliant a woman called eve thomas um and i'm so thrilled that eve joins me on the line now evening eve Good evening, Ian. Uh, th- Can I just start by saying I do hope that you're okay. You've been exposed to something quite sinister, insidious and dark here. Mm. Um, and I do hope that you've got some support, and Catherine too, you know, and anybody else that listened to that, because it was traumatic to listen to. Mate, it, honestly, it, uh, in, in 15 years of doing this, and I've spoken to all kinds of people, I, I, it just, you, I mean, you could hear my shot there when he was telling yeah. me. Um, Eve... Just give us a little bit of your background, if you don't mind. And, again, and I always say this, you know, I know this is a sensitive issue, and I know you're cool with talking about it, but if I ask you anything that's inappropriate, then, you know, tell me to mind my own and we'll move on, and, you know, I won't think any less of you. But give us a bit of your background, Eve. Um, basically, I worked in education, social services, and mental health. Um, I was also a victim of domestic violence, which I escaped and fled in 2010. Since that time, I have been a victim of stalking. It's resulted in multiple restraining orders, non-molestation orders. When, when, when it became too much was, um, of course, when any victim breaks the silence, um, perpetrators don't like that because as a victim you're taking back control and, mm. you, and you're beginning that journey to become a survivor. And it becomes a struggle and a fight for control. And I, and I can't put it any different than that. Um, it followed me online. Since that time... Um, my abusers have engaged with exceedingly vulnerable people online, people that are at risk, some in mental health crisis, some that need access to services, and they've created a hell of a mess online. Um, you only have to Google my name to see the extent of that. Now, it's been subject to police investigation. It's been subject to upheld IPCC reports, and it is still subject to investigation. So that's about as much as I can okay. say about that, because I don't yeah. want to jeopardise. You know, we, I've got to the stage where it's been exceedingly frustrating talking to numerous police officers from around the country. My own force, Greater Manchester Police, 
totally got this, totally got it, totally joined the dots up. I was very lucky. I'm lucky to work with some amazing professionals, former police officers, mm. barristers, therapists, you know, people who have supported me through that because support is crucial. And, and I do need to give you the National Stalking Helpline. if I Give it to me now and I'm going to write it down and then remind me at the end and we'll give it out again. Go on. Uh, of course. So it's the National Stalking Helpline. It's run by the Susie Lamplew Trust. And the number is yep. 0808. 0808. 802. 802. 0300. 0300. And they 0300. also have a website, which is susielamplew.org. Yep. And there is tons, and I mean tons, of information on there. We'll give out the number again before, before, before we say goodbye. We'll give out the number again so Brilliant. people have got time to go out and get pen and paper. Here's, here's the thing, Eve. What, what constitutes stalking? That's such a difficult mm. question. Yeah, I know. It really is. It's really hard to give an absolute bob-on response to what is stalking. What I would say is stalking is anything that causes fear or distress. Yeah. And, you know, you've got harassment where somebody is, you know, constantly harassing somebody. But stalking takes on... I mean, both are insidious. They can happen to anybody, at any time, any place. Anybody can be a stalker. Anybody can be an abuser. Come from all single walks of life, you know, from highly professional people to unemployed people, anybody. And, you know, anonymity, I have real difficulty saying that I know, that I, I notice. It's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it gives... It gives a power and we need to really do something very very drastic and government needs to get some resources into online detectives so that we can do this we need a digital law updating it needs dragging into 2017 because the police are struggling we have new stalking laws introduced Mm. and and the training was drip fed so you know, victims are getting this all clear on, on social media and everything else. Yes, stalking is now an offence. They report it to the police and they get lost in that wilderness of the criminal justice system. Mm. And that criminal justice system is frightening. It's frightening for victims. What was, and I know you've listened to, um, to the conversation I had last night with Thomas. What was interesting, mm. right, is he was, he, I, 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 I admired his honesty, right? I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tread as carefully. I, I, I was impressed with his honesty. But the fact that he seemed to find very little. If he could just get have a conversation with that woman, she would realise that she was meant to be with him. That seemed to me to be the thread. And it, it's, it's, you know, and I was shouting at him. It, it's such a huge delusion mm. that, no amount of logic or fact, or if, if the the person who is being stalked says, "Go away, I don't want you in my life." Well, that that gets messed up in their head and becomes a, a, a come on, doesn't it? It does. It's a fixation. Mm. You know, he he obviously believed that he has. Well, he believes that he has some sort of right to mm. a relationship with this woman who mm. was clearly stated she wants nothing to do with him. You know, she's engaged with the police. She's reported him. What I would say is strong words. The police say strong words and a caution. I'm very sorry. Yeah. But, you know, if everything that Thomas is saying is right, this is the man that needs a full psychiatric assessment and he needs dealing with yeah. properly by the law. This is a man that, you know... <laughs> 
stalking, but he's also brought a, a, a very sexual, predatory yeah. um, dynamic into this. He's also brought the children into this. I mean, you know, I hope the police are really taking this seriously. I hope they're wow. ensuring that this victim and the children are safe. They need to risk assess the absolute death out of this. Shall I tell you what happened with the police yesterday? Yes, you please. May, you may know this already. Um... Uh, so we made the decision. I've, I've never made this. I've, I've done thousands of hours of this and I've never made that decision before. And when we made the decision after the show about quarter past one, Catherine went and she called the police and she, uh, first of all, she phoned up the police in the city that that gentleman lived in. Um, because we imagined that they would be the ones who had, had cautioned him. And they said, Oh, no, 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 no. You have to phone the Metropolitan Police. We said, Why? We said, that, That's because where, that's where you are. Mm-hmm. And Kath said, well, no, but he's been cautioned by you, we think. No, you've got to phone the police where you are. OK. So about 20 past one in the morning, Catherine phones the police up in London. And um, they said, OK, what we'll do is we will send some officers round to talk to you within an hour. In 60 minutes, we will have sent a couple of coppers round to talk to you. And she said, well... I mean, can't we do it on the phone? And I've got a recording of what was said. Can we just email that? No, no, no. Someone will come round. Okay. 20 past one. Half past two, I said, why don't you give them another quick call? Because no one's turned up. So she Mm -hmm. phoned up and they said, oh, no, it doesn't say in my notes anyone was going to come round. I think you've been given wrong information. Um, And we kept saying, we've got a recording of um, this man who was obviously troubled. And we genuinely think that the woman he is referring to is in danger. No one's asked for that recording. Have they, Kath? No, no one has asked for that it's, recording. It's quite, I'll it's be honest incredible. with you, it's quite unbelievable. Isn't it? I have, I have consulted with both the directors of the Safe Protection Service today, my gaffers, yeah. um, Jackie and Harry. Now, Jackie is a former sergeant at Greater Manchester Police. Mm. Harry is a former detective superintendent, uh, and he, was, he headed up his professional standards department. He does some work for the IPCC and things. Um, you know, they are two former police officers that I highly respect. Mm-hmm. I've also spoke to other officers um, and asked them what they would do with this. And they said, yes, it does need taken seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we said, first of all, is, is you know, find out, is this a crank call? Um, does Thomas really exist? And is he telling the truth? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've asked, you've ascertained and you've validated from the intel that you had in the evidence the police have ascertained that, yes, there is a real victim here. Yeah. You know, this needs to be dealt with quite urgently. Those children, this is a child protection issue now. This is not just a stalking and person at risk um, situation. This is a child protection issue. This is a man who has, you know, voice that he, you know, he's threatened her with rape. He's mentioned children. He's turned up at the house. You know, former, you know, boyfriends threatened to kick the crap out of him, as Thomas said, um, when he turned up at the house. I'm being honest, um, I understand the police are really under-resourced. That's right back at government. You know, we need 24,000 more police officers back, please, on our streets. That that would make members of the public feel a hell of a lot safer. I'm sure it would make a lot of people feel a lot safer. Um... The, the cuts to the, the police service, you know, of, of drastically affected victims, drastically affected risk and safeguarding in this country. And, you know, we need to start pulling our socks up because it's not good enough.
I, um, for the hour and a half that me and Cattle here, and, you know, we, 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 we were both kind of in shock after the call. I had, um, uh, quite a few communications on Twitter from, uh, from women, and I, I had a few DMs from, from various different mm. women. I'm not going to mention any names, but who had been, um, who had been stalked. And I was having a really interesting conversation with one woman, um, and she gave me some stats, and, um, I have no reason to doubt this person. I'm sure she's researched this. She, she says, here, give, me, give me three, three, um, the stats that this person gave me. Women don't tip- typically report stalking until the 100th incident. Only 1% of reports end in prosecution. And, and she says something ridiculous like 70% of murdered women report having been stalked. Right, I can't confirm those nope. figures, obviously, nope. I don't know the source or, or anything like that. Nope. What, what I will say is 76% of women murdered by, by their former partner, and sadly, these figures, are, you know, there's nothing there for male victims, so that, you know, we can yeah. see that. Um, but what we do know is 76%, and this is Susie Lamplu, this is the National Stalking, you know, agency in the country, um, we know 76% of women who are murdered by their former partner and one woman is murdered every three days wow. were stalked in the lead-up to their death. We, ho- we only have to look at Little Mary Shipston last year. Mm. You know, hunted down, stalked by her father. Mm. The ultimate revenge for mum to shoot dead... You know, little Mary, he was seven years old. We need to be doing better. We need to be protecting victims. We need to be safeguarding a lot better. Uh, and we need, a, you know, a safe protection service in this country to be doing that, to be the glue of the criminal justice system so we can tame it. I was, it's wild out there. I, I mean, I'm really angry about the way... that I mean, The police haven't phoned me to talk. Did you give a statement in the end, Kath? You, you, she, she's given a statement now. They haven't phoned me to talk. They've not asked for the audio. You know, they, 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 have, they, have they taken the phone number of the, the person? Have they got, they've got the phone number. Okay, so maybe... Hopefully stuff is going on. But um, what can people do, Eve, if they are... Um, if they are being stalked, I, I guess the police, we've got obviously got the National Stalking Helpline, and we'll, again, we'll give that number out. A lot of people say, oh, well, just get off Twitter. Just just get off Facebook. Just close your Twitter. Don't go on Twitter and don't go on Facebook mm. if, if the people are, 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 are bothering you there. But, um, A, why should they give up, you know, what is, the, you know, the, 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 their freedom to express themselves digitally? But also, that won't do it, will it? That's not going to stop someone. If someone, you know, if I'm in love with you, Eve, and I know that you're meant to be with me, but you've just not realised it yet, you know, not being able to contact you on Twitter isn't going to stop that no, consuming that, passion. It's that, it, it's, it's the fixation. Like mm. I say, I mean, this, this is something that needs, you know, deep, psychological and psychiatric assessment um what i need to really really say is because you know perpetrator programs stalker perpetrator programs do not put them on dv perpetrator programs that reinforces the fact that there could be a relationship there say that again well, you, i mean what was that stalkers treatment programs what i would say is it is absolutely critical to safeguard that we don't be putting we're not putting stalkers on domestic violence perpetrator programs because it reinforces the fact or can reinforce the fact that there is a relationship there that that person 
have some form of relationship. Oh, so if they, so if they go on if they go on a domestic if they go on a domestic violence thing that that, that it somehow in their crazy thinking makes them think that actually they do have a relationship and they just yeah, need I mean, to. Talk, yeah, but you're talking about an obsessed, fixated person mm. here that is intent. No matter what, and I mean, Thomas, you know, he's been cautioned by the police. He's had strong words off the police. He's not stopping. It's not you know, he says he listens to music and he dreams about her. Yeah. He is obsessed and he's fixated. And this, you know, the stark, stark reality here, and is this could be a countdown to this woman's murder. I know. This could be a countdown to those children's murder. Oh, Eve, this is what was, this is what was going through my mind last night. This I was bet the, it was. This was and, and you know, Ian, big, big... Really, really big, big respect to you because I don't think, and I'm going to speak to some, you know, journalist friends of mine, media friends of mine, mm. I don't think a lot of presenters would have known how to deal with that. But you, you secured the evidence. I mean, yeah, it's recorded anyway. But yeah. you've contacted the police. You've seen that risk. You saw those red flags. So I, absolute kudos and respect. I was you. really worried that I made a terrible judgment. In it, 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 it took me a while for the penny to drop exactly what was going on. And I, I, I spent a lot of last night thinking I should have cut him off as soon as I realised. But again, mm. I had a couple of people get in touch and say, actually, you you know, if any, if that were to go any further, then the young lady in question, she could use that phone call as evidence. You know, you've got Absolutely. that recording that would benefit her in court. Absolutely. I mean, again, speaking to my, speaking to the gaffers and my colleagues this afternoon, you know, we've talked about would it have been best for you to say, can we speak offline? Mm. You know, Thomas, let's speak offline. Now, did he want the kudos of being on air? Did that inflate his ego? You know, did mm. that give him some sort of power control? Yeah, of course it was, because you, you know, listened. The nation's listening. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, this gets out there and, and there's a lot of, a, you know, awareness raising of this. Can we talk about what to do, Ian, please? You know, I know yeah, it's your programme. No, go, go, it's yes. It's really important to talk about what to do. Yes, I agree. If, if you are being stalked, yeah. you, know, you know. Right, the best thing to do is, if you're feeling fear and distress, if somebody's stalking you, and, and you know, you've told this person you don't want any contact with them, there's no relationship there, then you need to report it. You need to be keeping logs. Really, really robust logs. Don't trust anybody else to keep evidence. Make sure you secure the evidence. Make a note of it. Date, time. Keep a chronological timeline. You know, I, what I'll do is I'll write a blog tomorrow and we'll get a blog out there on this. Brilliant, um, do, and, and, and send can. it to me and we'll, we'll, we'll tweet it and I will Facebook do, yeah. Um, but if you go on the Paladin website, that's another absolutely fabulous website. Um, ah, now what is this? Because again, I, this was tweeted to me last night. Paladin, who are Paladin? Right, Paladin is the absolutely fantastic Laura Richards. She's amazing, absolutely right. amazing. Um, she was one of the campaigners behind um, the stalking legislation. She knows her stuff. She really does, and she set up Paladin. Um, which help, you know, victims every day. They can't help a lot of victims, you know, they're really struggling themselves, mm. as everybody is for funding, but it's a vitally important service. Um, and again, you know, Paladin Services, the National Stalking Helpline, 
um, the domestic violence helpline, you know, if you're a domestic violence victim, it's being stalked. It's, it's important to, you know, make sure that you've got lots of support. And like I say, keep logs, um, report to the police, 101, unless it's an emergency, and then it's 999 mm. all the way. Mm. Um, keep engaged with the police. Yes, it's hard work. Engage with professionals. You know, if, if people, if, if professionals aren't managing your risk, ask them why they're not managing your risk. Ask them what they're doing about it. Um, that's to protect life and keep safe, and that's what, you know, we're supposed to be doing. It's insidious. It's life-invading. It's 24-7 when it's cyber-stalking. I mean, you know, Thomas says that he broke into her computer, you know, he mm. hacked into his computer, mm. and that's because she was ignoring him. So no matter how many pathways, you know, he will find another pathway to offend, to mm. stalk, to reach his victim, because he needs to, you know, he, he claims he's known since being a young child. Mm. We don't know what's happened to trigger this obsession, um, but he does need dealing with. And, you know, if you're being stalked, please, please report it. The police are getting better. Training is out there. It's getting out there. Um yeah, we all can do better, but, you know, trust the criminal justice system. I know it's wild, but it's better than being stalked. It's better than putting yourself at and, risk. And I'd imagine making... to murder. Make, well, as I say, I imagine making contact with the police as soon as you can, so yeah. that, that that is, that, you know, you can say, well, I, you know, I called the police on the 29th of, of March, and, you know, so that, that yeah. is logged. That is logged that you've made contact with them. Yeah, and, and you know, another thing that some victims have problems with, you know, like an innocent, what might look like an innocent bouquet of flowers, what might look like an innocent message, when when the dots are all joined, the bigger picture's formed, you can see the insidious behaviour, that fixation yeah. so, so well. Um, and that's why that's why I'm, you know, flagging up Laura Richards here, because this is her speciality, um, you know, as is, you know, my colleagues with stalking. It, it's it's become far worse. What bullying that used to happen in school has now led to stalking, has now led to cyber stalking. It's invading our digital lives. Mm. You know, you read something online and you think, is that the truth? Because mm. you just don't know anymore. And um, social media platforms can do an awful lot. Twitter, you know, I mean, I've spoken to so many police officers regarding the online crimes that I've seen, yeah. observed, reported. And the police have all come back, and this is seven different forces and an operation. Twitter will not cooperate. Oh, Why? I, Eve, I, t- I, s- I say this, all, but my listeners are bored of this. I've had people threatening to kill my kids on Twitter. And Twitter, you report it to Twitter, they go, well, it's not contravening our rules. Okay, guys, thanks very so much. what does contravene oh, rules, for heaven's sake? It's... You know, I'm all for free speech, but no. don't accuse to abuse. If, you, if you've got a crime to report, report it to the police. You know, if you've got nothing better to do than sit on social media and harass and stalk somebody and just wait oh. for pounds all day, then you need to go and seek help. Eve, can I ask you a question that is, is, yeah. is weird, and it might sound insensitive, right? And I don't know what my thought is on this. You, you, heard, uh, you heard the call last night with Thomas. Have you got mm-hmm. any sympathy for him at all? No, not at all. Really? Go not on. Not one little bit. Go on. Not one little bit. And when he said he was 
offended. He was humiliated. Mm. Um, and, you know, he, he was he was frightened of the police. And, and you said, good. Mm. You know, he needs to be frightened of the police. Evidently, he's not frightened enough of yeah. the police because he's continuing to re-offend. Um, you know, stalking legislation, we've, there's been, you know, the sentencing's been looked at. It needs to be looked, it needs to be dealt with severely. It's a severe crime. It's, a, it's an insidious crime. That it was for life. a long time the word, oh, you've got a stalker. You know, it was a little bit of a mm. kind of light joke, you know. Romantic. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. You've got a box of chocolates on the the desk. Oh, you've got a stalker. Yeah. When And, you know, the more we learn, the more I learn about it, the more I, I you know, I had some amazing private conversations on Twitter. Like, you know, incredible stuff was revealed to me from women who, and it is primarily women, but, but women who have, you know, had people rock up in their house, you know, um... Oh, it's awful, and I just, I just pray that 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 young lady that he was talking, and I, you know, listen, we, we, who knows? That guy may have been a prank call. Me and Kath, our senses are pretty darn good, and we're like ninety nine point nine percent certain he was genuine. We, we, we're pretty good. I mean, at sniffing the thing it. is, what you know, what the, what the police need to be doing is treating it as serious. Yes. Security, you know, they've got his phone number. Um, they can secure his intel really, really well. They'll know whether he's a crank or not. What I will say is, if he is a crank, he still needs help. Yeah, yeah. Because who in the right mind, you know, phones the radio show and sits there creaking on the bed. Yeah. Um, and talking about things like this. Whoever Thomas is, mm. Thomas needs help. And Thomas needs to secure help quickly. He needs to go and see his GP. That poor woman and her poor kids and her poor partner. I know. Broke and like, heart. you know, it, victims who have children, it affects family and children. I can't even begin to tell you how much it affects family and children. It's, you know, and sometimes it flows over to children and stalkers will start attacking children. Mm. It, it's, it's anything. It's anything to destroy their victim. Um, at the end of the day, and it, it, like I say, they just become a power, a, a, a power fight, a control fight, almost. And, and the victims' fight is the fight to keep their head above water, and the fight, you know, sometimes to stay alive. Eve, um, listen, you've got an open invitation. Anytime you want to come on the show and, and have a chat, you'd be more than welcome. Um, if you get that Thank blog you, written, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet that. If people want to follow you, it's at Eve Thomas Safe. Uh, S-A-F-E. Um, any other websites or links that you think you want to give out? And we've got the number for the help, the stalking helpline as well. Yeah, well, what I'll do is I'll send some over by email to Catherine. Beautiful. And I'll also ensure that they're on my Twitter um, timeline as Perfect. well. Um, but please, anybody that's been stalked, you know, phone the police, get help, get support, phone the stalking helpline, phone Paladin Services, you know, don't put up with that mm. because we shouldn't be putting up with abuse. We shouldn't be putting up with stalking. We shouldn't be putting up with this. No, of course not. Of course not. The national... and if we all stand together against it, the more of us that stand together against it, the stronger we are. The National Stalking Helpline is uh, 0808 802 0300. 0808 802 0300. It's at Eve Thomas Safe on Twitter. Um, Eve, um, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on. You're very welcome, and you stay safe. Thank you, Eve. If you need to talk, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, boy, you can talk. Eve, yeah, I can. <laughs> lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much. I, I, I was going to say I enjoyed that. No, I did enjoy that, because she sounds like an absolutely delightful...
person, and um, she knows her onions. Thank you, Eve. Um, I just thought that we we had to kind of deprogram ourselves after what was an horrendous. I, I've missed all the ad breaks. Sorry, we'll go to one in a minute. After what was an horrendous ending to the show, and um, yeah, well, the, the the police ain't done a lot. Thank you as well to everyone who um, who tweeted us last night. And I say t- we had I had about three or four people kind of private messaging me and sharing their stories, and some people that shared some stuff publicly. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, you, you all shared some amazing stuff. I tell you what, you, uh, the clunky gear changes, huh? We'll carry on. We can still do nonsense. You can call in about that, or we can still do nonsense. You know, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Don't you worry about the clunky gear changes, dear listener. Let me deal with that. Where the hell is that? We had a caller. Where have they gone? What was her name? Sarah. Sarah. Come back, Sarah. Um, this touch screen is very funny. If I, if I get excited, I don't care if she's got a new baby. If I get excited um, and uh, spit, then it sends the touch screen in front of me to cock. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Don't worry about clunky gear change. You can call in about what we just talked about if you want to do that. Or if you want to call in about stuff and nonsense, stuff and nonsense, uh, then you'd be very, very welcome to. Sky, Sky News have got a Brexit countdown clock. What the hell? It's like 703 days, 16 hours, 42 minutes and 13 seconds until Brexit has to happen. Jeez. Anyone notice anything different? (laughs) Anyone notice anything different in the air today since uh, we triggered Article 50? No. No. We're all doomed. Did I hear um, Holy Ken phoning in to Jake Yap and banging on about... um, the, the Brexit was prophesied in the Bible or something? Brexit was... Pro- Why doesn't Ken phone me anymore? Either I am, uh, am, I am the Messiah, I am the second coming. I could never do that. I was only ever... I could only ever do it once a night. Or, um, I am the Antichrist and I am completely unsavable. You, you know this guy, Ken, Holy Ken, who phones up and... Uh, he's, it feels like he's got a Bible rammed up his jacksy because it's it, just everything that comes out of his mouth. The more I think about it, right, and I've got every reason to be bitter with religion because I, I lost my last job, a job I love because of um, some gobby right-wing Christians. I mean, really unpleasant people that want to make homosexuality illegal and ban abortion, That those kind of guys. Um, and I've always been a bit, I'm not that bothered about, you know, if people want to... That pray their God, to their God or whatever. But the more I th- the more I think about it, the more I do think it, it is all a load of old guff, isn't it? All of them, all all of them. You know, the the the, the Christian one, the Jewish one, the Muslim one. You know, it is all. It, it's all. It, it's it's silly, isn't it? And it's silly. What a load of old rubbish. Oh yeah. Well, what you see, what happens is right when you die. Um, and it also, it, 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 when you die, you go to somewhere better. What? Really? No. Would that? No. I don't think so, guys. I, I, I prefer to follow science and facts. Science and facts, I think, is where it's at. Those are the things that, that get me moist. Science 
and facts. Um, and, I, and as disappointing as it is, I think that once uh, once you die, that's it. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, we, we'll do that thing maybe on Friday. I'll bring that book in if I can find it. Maybe not Friday, actually. It might have to be next week because the, the book is somewhere else. Um, where you look at, um, uh, you imagine you've got like three months to live or something and you've got to look at how your life is going and what would you change. It's a brilliant exercise. It sounds miserable. It sounds maudlin. And it is quite miserable and it is quite maudlin. Um, but actually, it's um, it, it, once you come out the other side, it really helps you focus on what's important, the nice people in your lives and the people you love, and what's unimportant, Twitter. Um, it, I mean, that's pretty much <laughs> the, uh, the, the 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 end result. But it really is. It's a it's um. A useful little exercise that a friend gave me. I did it once ages ago. Maybe, maybe we'll do it. Maybe, I don't know. I keep thinking that it's a bit too, it's a bit too heavy, really. I keep thinking, well, we could do that, but it's, yeah, it's a little bit too heavy. But, uh, you know, it, it's a late night show that, yes, we get more listeners than any BBC local radio show gets at this time of night. But, you know, that ain't saying much, really. That's not saying much. So here's, here's where my thinking is, right, at the moment with this show. You, you, indulge me indulge me up to the news. Right. You can call in, by the way. I'll interrupt this rubbish. 03444991000. Here's where my thinking is with the show. Um, you know we got taken over by News Corp. So Murdoch owns us, what, October, I think? October, November last year, right? And at the moment, we're, we're, we're based in Waterloo, and there is talk of us moving to the Shard, which is about two and a half miles that way. No, not even that much, about a mile that way. About a mile that way. No parking there, but about a mile there. And we'll, we'll, we'll quite possibly get new bosses and stuff. And I've got a contract, you know, you talk about the Brexit countdown clock. My contract countdown clock has started now and i'm on 11 months um and three weeks and a day i think um and so my thinking on the show is right and i keep umming and ahhing and yesterday i had a little bit of a crisis of confidence and my thinking come here come closer my thinking on the show at the moment is right we go all in Hmm? we put all our chips on black. Yeah. We're there. We've had a good time. It, we, we, who knows what's going to happen? Let's get all of our chips and push them onto black. E- even better than that, let's push them onto a number. Let's push them onto number 36. You get 36 on a thing? No, you don't. You get 30. Is it 36? I don't know. Let's be safe. Let's put it on 12. Yeah! Terrible at roulette. I'm not actually. I'm quite good at roulette. I've got a system, and it works. Let's put all our all of our chips on twelve. Should we do that? We're going all in. Twelve. It's either going to pay us thirty six times all our chips, or we lose all our chips. And that's where my thinking is with the show at the moment. I either rein it back in anticipation of new bosses coming in, going. I don't. I don't understand what this show is. I don't get it. The lanky guy that's not been on TV for 10 years? What's he doing talking about, you know, imagine you've only got three months left to live. I don't get it. Why is he not talking about Brexit or Trump? So I can either pull back 
leave the casino with my uh, go and cash my my chips in at that little window and walk out of the casino blinking into the sunlight and go home and be safe. I could do that, right? And keep my fingers crossed that that when the new bosses do come in, they they go, oh, I like he's yes, he's he's doing Brexit, he's doing Trump, he's doing legalising cannabis. Ah, good, he's doing the phone-in on uh, sweets and children's programmes from the 70s. Good, 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 good. We could, we could do that. Be easy to do that. Or we put all of our chips on 12, and we go full-on avant-garde, performance art, long silences, uh, breaking all of the conventions and rules of radio, and doing whatever... Our, and when I say our, I mean mine and Catherine's heart desires with this show until we run it aground. I am mixing my metaphors and I don't care. And at the moment, I'm thinking, yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Let's, let's put all the chips on 12. Let's go, let's go full on with this. Remember when I did the, um, which one of the shows was it that really annoyed you guys? What was it? Oh, it was either reading the book or it was, um, oh, it was the one where I said I couldn't be bothered. That was it, where I said I couldn't be bothered. And someone tweeted me, Ian, are you trying to lose your job? Au contraire. My boss at the moment, Denny, I don't see him very often because I come in and he's normally gone home. Um, but sometimes I've been coming in early recently because I've had other jobs in London. And uh, he, every time he strides over to me, my heart sinks. I think, oh, you pushed it too far this time. He's going to, he doesn't. Every time he walks over, he goes, great show last night. More of that, please. Boom. More of that, please. I was really worried last night. I made the wrong um, decision with that call with, with Thomas, the call we talked about earlier on. Uh, honey, I'll come to you in a minute. Uh, really nervous. That I made the wrong decision. And the first time in a long, long time, I had that sinking feeling in my stomach of, I messed up here. I messed up. And, and, and my boss walked over to me. Love that call last night. You handled it absolutely perfectly. No one could have done it as, as well as you. My boss. My boss saying that. Isn't that fantastic? So the thinking I've got, you got just under a year of me being safe at talk radio. Shifts might move. I don't, no reason to suspect they, they will, but they might. You never know. Um, so should we go for it? Mm? Do you want to go for it? Completely, full on. Let's imagine that this show is a hire car and we are going to cane it. You know, when you get a hire car, you, you're revving it. You might do a few donuts. You, 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 you cane it because it's not your car. You take it back. As long as you're not crashed it, it's all right. Unless you've got the insu- like paid the extra 25 quid insurance, when even then it's alright if you crash it. Which I've done. Let's treat this show like a hire car on a Greek island, right? And let's absolutely cane it. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And I've got some good ideas for things that we can do over the next few weeks. Are you with me? Good. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Good evening, honey. Hello. Hello, honey. I did. Yeah, how did? It's been a while. Yeah, I know what's been happening. You've been like having life and stuff. No, oh, not really. Good, good. I don't want anyone <laughs> to have a life outside of this. Good. Me neither, no. actually. Um, actually, I have two things I want to mention. Oh, oh interesting. Well, I'll be uh, the judge of the that. The first, 
the, yes. <laughs> the first one is kind of about this um, stalking business. Yes. Um, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't think I've really been stalked, harassed a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe everyone gets that, but there was this dude um, who I was actually really good friends with for a while. But then I found out that he had feelings for me, oh. and I kind of was like, <laughs> I was kind of like really polite about it. I was like, I don't feel the same way, yeah. but he became really obsessed. And a lot of things happened, basically, that made me quite scared. Well, that's, and I think that, f- for me, is the definition. If you, as a man or a woman, feels uncomfortable and or scared, then that attention... You know, because we've all done it, where, where you go up, you, you build up confidence to go and talk to a girl and say, look... I've got to tell you, I'm head over heels in love with you. And they go, whoa, really? Because I, I don't see you in that way at all. <laughs> We've all done that, right? And, and, and pining over someone who's turned you down, you know, th- but there is a difference between pining and making that, that person feel uncomfortable, you know, uncomfortable yeah. or scared is, well, is unacceptable. This is the thing is that they kind of like, this person, they like threatened suicide oh, with me. And then they disappeared for about two years. So for those two years, me and my friends who were also kind of involved in it felt really bad. We were like, you know, did we kind of cause Oh, that's a terrible, that's a terrible position to put someone in. That's awful. Yeah, that's awful. That is, that is, that is mental bullying at the very, that's horrible. I'm sorry you had to go through that. It gets worse because they got in contact with me last year and we kind of, I was like telling them that I kind of felt bad and stuff and I was kind of being nice and whatever and um he kind of like without asking me he bought me a ticket to see brian wilson vip well well, that's about 250 quid isn't it yeah i know and he's like he sent me the screenshots of the receipt and everything and I couldn't take it because I was like, "This is just manipulative." Oh, well, and it well done you. Me. Well, no, well <laughs> done you because I know I imagine that that um, you know, sometimes it's easier to do things because we're put in an uncomfortable position. So well done for for standing your ground, honey, because that must you know that that, that it that, was so hard, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I bet, honey. Listen, you had a second point, but I'm going to the news. Stay there. We'll come to you after that. Then we'll speak to Paul. Oh three four four. 499-1000 is the telephone number. Right, now listen, this show, we're talking about going all, all in, putting the chips on set on 12, uh, caning the car. This show will only work if you or someone you know calls in, right? So you've got to start calling. You've got to start sharing this phone number with as many people as you can. Friends, neighbours, colleagues, Put it up on the notice board at work. Put it in the, you know, uh, windows of news agents. This show can only go in the direction I want it to go in if we get more calls. All right? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio is back. A differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. Ian Lee, on air and off the leash. On Sork Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okie dokie, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can watch on periscope.com. TV slash 
Ian Lee. Very, very busy on the Periscope this evening. You Very busy. It's too far away, so I can't see what people are saying. Hassan and Paul, I'll come to you in a bit. We're still talking to Honey. Honey, point number two, please. Um, I was going to say, have you seen this documentary on Netflix called The Curse of the Man Who Sees UFOs? Whoa, 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 hang on a second. There's so many words in that title that it sounds... The, <laughs> the curse of the man who sees UFOs? It has, like, undeniable proof on video of UFOs. It's crazy. Yeah, well, hang, on, hang on a minute. You're saying Netflix has got the exclusive <laughs> scoop that UFOs exist? Yes. Why are they not... If it's undeniable proof, why are they not um, trumpeting about it? Um, I don't know, maybe because the government wants to keep it quiet. The government can't silence Netflix! Nobody can silence Netflix! Exactly. Not even Amazon Prime or Sky! I know, but, like, there was no advertising for it. I only heard about it because one of my friends saw it. Um, there's some good, uh, there's some good documentaries uh, hidden away on Netflix, but you've really got to troll through a load of old crap. Yeah, true. A load of old crap. And here's the thing as well with these streaming surfaces, and they all do it. There's, well, I say all. I can only think of one. Well, no, there's now. There's <laughs> um, what are you laughing um, at that for? That's a real one. There's Plex. Plex. Have you heard of that? What's pl- oh no? I, yeah, what is Plex? It's just it's just another streaming yeah. thing. And Amazon Prime, <laughs> Amazon Prime, and Netflix are the main ones, right? Um, but they take stuff off there. So it, stuff is only on there for, like, a few months. And then they'll take no, it off. And you go, oh, I watched that film that I saw. Was, where's it gone? They oh. took um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure off. I was, I was like, really I love, I love Pee-wee's. No, is that the new one? No, oh. the, the first one. The, the first one is the, the best. The new one is okay. The new one's good. The new one made me laugh a lot. Um, but also, right, we look at, we ended up watching Agent Cody Banks 2 the other day right <laughs> but i don't but agent cody banks one wasn't on there are you telling what? me they couldn't get the rights to agent <laughs> cody banks one but they got the right and here's the thing right i'm watching agent cody banks two right and then a bit <laughs> came, and it's filmed in like a bit came up it's in london i went Oh, I went and watched them film that. And I did. I went down and watched them film a bit of Agent Cody Banks too. And I'd wow. completely forgotten about it until I saw this. I went, oh yeah, I saw, I went and watched them filming that down the South Bank. But they do that. They have like, um, um, they'll have like part three. They'll have uh, Home Alone three, but not <laughs> Home Alone one and two. I don't understand. Someone needs to like get fired or they had, out. Here's the thing, right? They had, I think it was the fourth movie in the Beethoven series. You know the big dog, Beethoven? <laughs> yes. Right? And so we watched the fourth one, but we couldn't watch one, two, and three. Now, in the fourth one, this is how mad it is, right? So it's a film about big dog and Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin mm-hmm. isn't in it, right? But in four, Beethoven is a famous dog, right? Because, <laughs> because can you guess why he's a famous dog? Um, does he compose music? No, no, no. Because oh. he starred in the Beethoven movies. Oh, oh my what? God. Beethoven, and the, the whole the thing is, oh, Beethoven is coming to our town. What the dog from the films? They're saying <laughs> in one of the films, right? And then what happens is, um, a black elf falls off mm-hmm. of Santa's sleigh, 
right? Bearing in mind, in the first three Beethovens, it's a dog, and it's like Charles Grodin, and it's cute, right? So in the fourth film, Beethoven is famous, a black elf, a black elf, I mean, falls off of Santa's sleigh, right? And then he's got uh-huh. a, a candy cane that if, um, if he licks it, right, mm-hmm. he can understand what Beethoven says. What? <laughs> Who writes this? Who writes this stuff? So Beethoven is famous, there's a black elf, he's fallen off a sleigh, everybody licks a candy cane and Beethoven starts talking. What the hell is wrong with these people? I'm and that's on that. Netflix, but what, it's actually, it's quite good. But um, one, two and three <laughs> aren't on there. I hate that. It is actually it. it is actually quite a good film that one. I, I, it, it is quite funny. So I would. I'm going to watch it definitely. Honey, thank you very much indeed. Someone who I think um, has certainly heard uh, dogs talk is Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hi again. Ever heard uh, a dog talk? Uh, I say I say sausages. No, 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 That was called that's life, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that... like Esther Ranson. Yeah. Um. Here's the question on everyone's lips. Did your mum like her soothers, her Hall's soothers you got her for Mother's Day? She has eaten two of them in bed in the middle of the night because she's been woken up by a constant cough and she's eaten a couple of them and it sent her back to sleep and cured her cough. She was she was totally appreciative. Well, of them. that's all we can all we can ask for is TA total appreciation. Yeah, and you yeah. got it from Mum. Well done, Paul. <laughs> I've got a few brownie points now, haven't I? Um, from her, you have yes. Yeah, not from you, I guess. No, 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 not from me. Okay. Nope. Okay. What I was going to say was, yes, Paul. you were talking about playing roulette. Yep. Gambling your show. Yep. Okay. Right. I say do bet it. Because I heard once, and I'd love, I would actually love to do this one day, for real, is a guy once sold all his possessions, sold his house, sold everything he owned, absolutely everything. Yes. Made all the money, put it as one money together. Now, is this a true story? Okay, this is a, uh, this is a true story, yeah. Who, what was the man's name? I, I don't know, I can't remember. I'm only going from the back of, uh, back of my memory, but it is true, yeah. What country did this happen in? In, uh, he was a British guy, but went to America to gamble. Okay. Okay, you can look it up, I'm sure you'll find it's true. Well, no, I I'm, actually, I'm, well, I no. I would actually love to do this. Okay, we'll do it. Okay, right. Sell what everything and put, sell all your, sell everything and put it on, uh, on black. Yeah, you put it, yeah, he sold everything. Yeah. Every last of his possessions had nothing. Yeah. And all the money, he went to a casino and just put it on the roulette, red or black. Yeah. Gambled it. Right. Now, it's bothering me, and I'm not Googling because that's cheating, but I don't know if he won or oh, not. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> why would you, what, you no, 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 why would you phone up and tell me a half-remembered, half-made-up story? I really don't think it's made up. Well, who told you it? Where, which, which journal did you read it, it in? It was years ago I saw a TV... It was a film? No, was his name John Candy? A documentary thing. Right. You didn't stay till the end of the documentary? Yes, I did, but I can't remember if he bloody won or not. Right. Was it Brewster's Millions? <laughs> That's funny, So yeah. let me get this straight. You want to copy a man who may have lost everything he owns? What's the worst that can happen? You lose everything you own. Yeah, so you go back to living at your mum's well, Hang on, hang on, bed. hang on. How are you getting back? How are you going to get back from America? Well, 
exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. So he's what? He's stuck. He's stuck as a, a, a male escort in Las Vegas. I'm just saying, uh, it just sums up, like, is everything that really important? Well, yeah. Well, if you, if you're, if you, you're kind of saying that possessions mean nothing, is that what you're saying? Yeah, does everything really matter at the end of the day? Does yes. your laptop matter? Does your mobile phone matter? Yes. Do we have to, does it really, your book collection, your DVD collection, yes. your CD collection, yes. does it really matter? Yes. Yes, it does. A lot. I just think people might be a bit shallow about it. Well, well how many, um, uh, do you own your property? No, I, I own a property that my, the mother of my child lives in. I have a share in it. Right, well, sell it. No, because then my, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, yeah. Sell it. Yeah. Turf them out, because as we know, property doesn't mean anything. Turf them out and sell it. Make, make my ex-missus and my son homeless, yeah. Oh, but, 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 but then you're just, you're just arguing against yourself, because now you're yes, saying... you're right, yes, you've made a point, you're right, yeah. Now you're saying that property is actually really important. How many books have you got in your house? Uh, my own personal, yeah, I've got a few books, yeah. How many? 50, 100? Yeah, about, about 50, 70, yeah. Throw them away? Yeah. Take, there's about four charity shops up near, the, 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 near you in, in, uh, Farnham Common, about four... Yes, there is, there's... Yes. Take the, uh, take the, put, put the books in black bin bags, and bags, if you haven't chucked them out already. No, I'll tell you which one I'm taking you, it was the Shaw Trust. Okay, we'll take yeah. all the books to the Shaw Trust. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't raise any money to gamble it. Oh, but so, oh, so, sorry. So it's not the possessions... <laughs> right, I'm wrong again, yeah. Well, okay. you're, you're, obviously, but it's not the possessions that are important to you, it's the gamble is, is, is what no. this is about. You, you've just argued that... Everything is unimportant, yet I'm you still want money. I'm just making a point that it'd be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? Well, you've changed from saying that we don't need all of these things to it will be a bit of fun to somehow raise some money to go to America, to go to Las Vegas to gamble. Well, yeah, it would be. That's yeah, that's why it's. It too I'm just making a simple point. That's why people go to Las Vegas because it's fun. And what what happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. We yeah? should stay in Las Vegas. So. You wish I'd say that. So if you if you won, right? So let's say let's say you make twenty thousand pounds selling all your stuff, right? Yeah. You put it on. What are you going to put it on? Red, black. I'll put it on red. Yeah. Okay. You double up with with red, so you you, you get forty thousand pounds. Yeah. Right. So you got forty grand. Yeah. What are you going to What are you going to buy? All the possessions back I had. You absolute <laughs> idiot. Yeah, okay, right, yeah, okay. It was just a bit of fun to say. I was well, just making a bit of fun out of you saying gambling for your old contract. Wasn't, wasn't fun for the listener, Paul. I'm sorry again. Thanks very much. Um, 03444991000, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk. With the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Don't forget Manchester we're doing um, this show from a listener's house on Friday, May the 5th. And uh, then Catherine and I are recording um, an episode, well, several episodes of The Rabbit Hole, a little podcast we do in Manchester, tiny little theatre, on Saturday, May the 6th. There are 15 tickets left. 15 tickets left. If you want to come. Get the tickets now, ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian-Lee. 
ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dash Lee. It's also the same place to get the tickets for Eddie Lodge. And I've, 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 I've naughty, naughty. I've, I've broken my rule this week of, of not engaging with people on Twitter while I do the show. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. I'll stop. Yeah, coffee, please, Ed. Thank you. I've stopped. Stop now for the rest of the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, let's go to Ray. Evening, Ray. Good evening. Yes? Um, I was just going to finish off your last caller's story. Hang on a minute, Ray. You've, have you fallen down a well? No, can you hear me? Well, very, it's, it's very, very... It's like, a, a, it's like you're... Are you speaking into a microphone? No, I'm speaking like... Well, it's, a, it's one of these dodgy sort of BT phones, but it's a, it's a normal phone. It's an awful... Awful. It sounds like you're you're broadcasting at Wembley Stadium. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Really? Yes. And it sounds a bit like this, Ray, and it's very, very muffly. I can't I can't get it any closer to my to my mouth. No, well maybe maybe take it a little bit away from the mouth. Well it's is, is that any better? Just, so, so, tell me what you have for breakfast. Crunching up cornflakes. Yeah. Uh, that's a disappointing breakfast. <laughs> it could be worse. Uh, I, I think if the breakfast isn't warm, then then neither is the man's heart. <laughs> that's that's uh, ridiculous. That's, no, it's what is wisdom. It's wisdom. If the breakfast isn't warm, then neither is the man's heart. How long's got time for, to have a warm breakfast, though? Even a bit of toast. Love a bit uh, of toast. To take too long. Love a bit of toast. Love a bit of toast. I tell you, what I don't like right. I don't like I don't like marmalade and I don't like chocolate spread. Oh, yeah, you, you can't have chocolate spread in the morning. No, no. Once you're over the age of six, no. Um, but I do like I do like marmite, and I do I do love a bit of strawberry jam. If I'm I do love a little bit of strawberry jam. Strawberry jam's good, but mar- you shouldn't be having marmite in your forties. What are you talking about? It's, 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 it's the devil's food. No, no, no. You're either, you, you, you don't grow out of Marmite. You either, you're either, uh, you, for or again. And I think you can do, di- you can divide the world into groups of people who like Marmite and groups of people who hate it. Um, and it is one of the greatest foods oh, of all time. Not. No, no, no. I'll have to disagree. Well, this is coming from a fellow who has crunchy nut bloody cornflakes. Hey, you can't, you can't lecture me. You can't lecture me on breakfasts. How did we get on to breakfast? You started it. <laughs> you did. You, you started banging on about crunching up cornflakes. God, I was going to finish off that last gentleman's story. Go on, then. Um, you, you know Solomon Cow had a rubbish idea um, called Red or Black? Uh, yes. Game show. Well, it was based on this guy who sold all his pos- possessions, went to Vegas, and... and Doubled his money, basically. Oh. Um, it's, it was a guy called Ashley Revel. It's a, it's a, it's a while ago now. It's, um, I think it's mid-2000s. But he basically, he went to the US, and I think he ended up with about $130,000. And he bet it all in red. Did he? Well... Yeah, and he, and he won. Well, but, I mean, what, what if he'd lost? Well, absolutely, yeah. Um, but, but that's what the red and black... I believe that's what it was based on. Simon Cow heard that story and thought that'll make a good game show. Well, it's a ter- it was a terrible game. <laughs> but, 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 well, yeah, it's a terrible show, wasn't it? I mean, it was an absolute stinker. Awful. Uh, all, uh, just like to also say is um, I'm an ex-copper, so what you did last night was absolutely bang on. 
Thank you, Ray. I appreciate that because, as you would have heard, it was uh, uh, maybe I overreacted a little bit by my little whinging on on air. But it was it was a very uncomfortable position, and uh, Catherine and Ed were were um, calm rocks amidst my um, on air meltdown. <laughs> but thank yeah. you, Ray. I appreciate if, that. If you ever have any doubts about anything, then, then you've obviously got to you've got to do you know, you know what's going on. What I want to stress is um. Because one of you know, we we were worried about data protection and all that kind of stuff. But actually, I was more worried about the the woman and her kids. Um, that is the only time in fifteen years of radio I have ever done that. And the only, I mean, go go to the police. And the only reason I did that was because I thought there was a threat to to that woman and her family. Yeah, Yeah, Um, you've done the right thing. Even people they go to see psychiatrists and everything like that. The first thing somebody's told is. Um, everything's confidential unless you tell us something we think will put someone else at risk and yeah. then we would act on it. So. Exactly, and I just but I just want to stress to everyone else that is listening and is maybe thinking of calling in with the fact they want to phone up and tell me they nicked a video to... <laughs> I, I have never been to the police before and I would like to think that I would never have to go to the police again because of a call. People can phone up and I will respect their anonymity, I will respect their stories, I will respect, you know, but... I, I thought someone was at threat, Ray, and that's why I had to go and do Ray, that. Ray, you're top man in. Definitely done the right thing. Ray, you're a, you're a, you're a pervert, disgusting pervert for uh, eating crunchy nut cornflakes, but I, you, I think you're a good man. Cheers, Ray. Thank you very much indeed. Hassan! Ian? Hassan? Really nervous, actually. Why is that, man? I've been nervous about Well, we had a weird one last night, because you, you called up in, in the wake of... Um, oh. I, I, I couldn't fake a phone call last night. I, I could tell you were faking it, and yeah. I thought, should I hang up? But I don't, I don't do that on you. And Because uh, I had called, I said to Ed, I said, Ed, I shouldn't go on after what's happened. Because I was listening to the podcast, I was tapping on my laptop, working away, and I heard Coke and Milk, and I thought, well, better call up. <laughs> and, and that's what makes your radio great, because if I switch on to, no disrespect, Five Live, I love their football stuff, but if I switch on to those radio sessions, it's the same tone. And... You know, from Coke and Milk to you went to that. It, I mean, I'm not saying I'm totally condemning what he was talking about last night, but that's what makes the show so unique. Well, uh, and listen, and we um, and, and I knew that you're coming on, and I, I said to Ed and Kath, don't put him on if he's going to talk about that because I, I couldn't handle yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I and I was I I was thinking I'll do a clunky gear change, it'll be fine. And I couldn't because I was so affected by the call, I just couldn't do it, Hassan. And you 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 handled. The light rejection uh, in the spirit that it was intended, and uh, more power to your elbow. <laughs> Story of my life, there we rejection. Go. Well, there we um, go. Just, uh, I just want to talk to you about work, really. You, yeah. you talk about work and how you sleep sometimes till 3, 4 p.m., and then you're lucky to have a job that to leave yes. because of your depression. Yeah. Now, I have a 9 to 5, and I hope no one's listening from work, but I struggle because I struggle with depression, but I struggle to wake up yeah. or not to sleep at all. So, uh, you know, over the last few days, I've been sleeping, what, an hour and a half per night. And I'm being blind. I can't even concentrate because I need to have my hearing on 100%. Yeah. It's it, it's an absolute struggle. And I just wondered why that plays havoc with you, but waking up early. Uh, what do you, so ask that again. Why, why what? Why does it, why does it affect you waking up early? Because you said you couldn't do it. You said you couldn't wake up early. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. I, you know, I can't focus. I can't. I don't have a clear head. I'm I'm uh, grumpy. I'm irritable. I'm more sensitive to um, you know perceived slights. I, I'll, be, I'll be you know, Kath will know if I've had a bad night's sleep because I'll be snappy with her for for something that on another night I will take as a joke and. Um, 
you know, she rightfully puts me in my place. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how anyone does a proper job because I haven't had a proper job for years, right? Years. And I've, 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 no, actually, I do know how people do it because I, I have had proper jobs and I have had to work regular hours and you, you do it because that's what you have to do. Yeah. yeah, you get it, it, through it, it. it. You get th- we get through it generally. Not everyone does. Not everyone makes it through the end of a day. Not everyone, you know, can can stop themselves from you know jumping in front of a train or something. I, I keep referring to that because I keep thinking of someone I I vaguely knew who did that, and it's um for some reason he's in my head at the moment. But um uh see now look here we go look now because I've I, yeah. I've spat and it's not even like a big spit. You spat on the microphone. No, I spat. We've got a touch screen. This phone system is, is, is on a touch screen. Because I accidentally, a little bit of spit came out. Can we get... Oh. Right, this is what we need. Can we get a wet wipe to clean the screen on here? This is what I need to do. I need to clean the screen. Because uh, it's, 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 the phone box system has just closed down in front of me. We've got wet wipes. Here we go. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. Yeah, why is question. why is Ed coming in and Sorry. not saying stuff? When when did we make that a rule? Sorry. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you. <laughs> it's gonna, you may get you may get cut off here. Oh, geez, well, I thought, no. Well, I don't know. I'm just gonna clean this screen. Oh, the first time that's happened to you in fifteen oh, years as well. Filthy. Jeez, look at that. Look at that. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That's gonna do it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. It's still filthy. There we go. Right, well, let's, let's, let's see if that has any impact. Huh? <laughs> see if that has any impact. Um, Ian. Yes. Another difficult question. Why is there not enough talk radio? Because I grew up in the late 90s, and that's how I picked up my English, just through listening to Jezor Virgin and, 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 and Tommy Boyd and Dickens. Why is there no talk radio nowadays? Why there is. There's loads. What are you talking about? Is there? What, what, what are you talking about? What, what are you saying there's none? What, 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 that's a lie. It's fake news. Uh, it's not, <laughs> no, I, I, okay, but there's not shows like, like yourself. Well, well, there's you, but there's nothing like Dickens and Boyd and just out there. I mean, it's also serious. Well, that's, well, no, okay, okay, I will point you in the direction of John Holmes. John Holmes? Wow. Okay, where's that? Wow, you're, you, boy, oh boy, you got you're, you're about to have your mind blown. He's on this yeah, radio on. station. What time though? He's on at uh, one till four. Oh no, yeah. no, don't, don't, don't give me the I'm at work. You, you didn't oh. say. You didn't say why is there no um uh, the, the talk radio? Or, you, you said why is there no talk radio? I'm giving you examples. He, you can go and get his podcast, or you can go and listen again on the website. Is he like you though? No unpredictable no he's not like me he's nothing like yeah. me and i'm nothing like nothing like him but he's good he's bloody good okay. he's stupid at times that. and he's heavy at times he's brilliant okay well, he, I stand he, corrected, but... no you do he is he is unique he is unique and um he is the most there is a reason he has got the biggest audience on this station by quite some way so I, I recommend, I recommend you listen to John Holmes. Have you tried Jake Yap this week? No, I'm, I don't know these people. No. Have you listened to James Whale? No, that's never been my thing. No, not, no, nor mine. He's only here because <laughs> I think he's got something um, on the boss. Jake <laughs> Yap is filling in for James Whale this week between 7 and 10. 
Have you listened oh, to Bob God. Mills on a Sunday? Yes, and I love Bob Mills. Have you listened to Howard me. Hughes on a Sunday? Um, I, no, I don't get his conspiracy theories. Right. Sorry. Ha, well, but that's but that those are the kind of shows that you're citing at me, and I'm giving them back I'm, to you. I'm, I'm citing shows like you. I'm citing. There's no show like me. You, this is there's nothing like me. You're never going to get anything yeah. like me, and I'm not like Boyd, and I'm not like Baker. I'm me. I've, I've, I'm very, very close, Hassan. I'm not quite there yet. I'm very, very oh. close to getting my own voice. Do you know what I mean by that? Um, what, your own presence? What, what do you mean by your own voice? I mean my own voice. I'm very close. I'm still some way off. And when I say close, I, I, I'm probably three or four years off, right? But yeah. I am very close to having my own voice and being 100% unique. At the moment, I would say I'm 70% unique with traces right. of Boyd and Baker and Abbott and Bull, and O'Brien, and Vincent, and Beadle, uh, with traces of those. But I reckon, I reckon, in about, in about four years' time, I'll have broken through all of my inspirations, and all of my stolen little things that I've picked up on the way, and I will have, I will have um, created my own unique, 100% unique radio show. I will have found my voice. I can't wait to listen to that. Mate, I'll see you in four years' time, buddy, and we'll check in there. That's my prediction. 0344 is the phone number. Here's the thing, guys. I've got plans for this show. I'm going to take us places. You want to come? Well, you need to phone in. You need to phone in. It's more fun. We've got Craig lined up. It's more fun when you phone in. I've realised. So, pick up the phone, if you've never done it before, 0344 Pass the phone number on to your friends, to your family, to your colleagues. Pass it on to anybody. Write it on toilet walls with the time of day to call. 0344 There are people watching us on Periscope right now, all around the world. You can call us from abroad. Zero zero four four three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Just, just you see the number. It's if you're watching on Periscope, the phone number's there. Drop the zero. Add zero zero four four. You phone up. You speak to Kath. She'll take your name and number. She will call you back. It will cost you pennies. If you're in the UK, it's a probably a free phone call. It will cost you pennies if you're abroad. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't forget to tick your rage. Our diaries. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Enjoying um, a nice um, cup of coffee this time of night which is probably a terrible thing to do, as I shall be up bright and early tomorrow morning. And I will be going to Legoland. Legoland. <laughs> um, I like neither Lego nor fairground rides. And Legoland is full of Lego and fairground rides. So I shall be going there. Wish me luck. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Ian. Yes. You were on about things disappearing on Netflix. Yes. 
I got a weirder one than that. Oh. I quite like watching the horror channel in the day, you know, the free films channel on Sky. I am aware of it. I very rarely go up that high. I don't really watch TV using, you know, the TV controller. I, I watch it, If I can't watch it via an Xbox controller, I don't watch it these days. Yeah, they have things like the Incredible Hulk series on and things like that in the day. Oh, do they? Obviously, they have to keep it PG for yes. uh, daytime audiences. Yes. You know that film, The Dead Zone? Why do they have to keep it PG for daytime audiences? Why can't the horror channel show I Spit on Your Grave or, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at, at three o'clock in the afternoon? Unemployed people or or night workers, shift workers, or or, or, or parents on a holiday, or, or, or people that haven't got kids, millionaires, that, that they want to be entertained during the daytime. Why can't we show horror films and full... Se- Why can't we show on British television sex? Like, proper, full sex. Because you've ever watched those mucky channels, right? They don't show sex. You think you're seeing sex, but you're not seeing sex. What you're seeing is the top of a lady's head bobbing up and down, or you're seeing, you know, the backside of a man slapping back and forth. But you're not seeing sex. Even after 11 o'clock at night, even after midnight, you're not seeing sex. Why can we show dead bodies on at tea time? Tea time! Dead bodies. When when that terrorist attack, that that idiot, what's his name, Adrian Elms, drove that that car across the bridge the other day. Uh, 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 afternoon news was showing dead and dying people. People dying. If you watch the news, you would see actual people dying. But I cannot see a man inserting his penis into a lady at any time of the day. Why? Why is that, Greg? So anyway, the Incredible Hulk programs on the horror channel you 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 you're uncomfortable discussing this why are you uncomfortable discussing it why am i uncomfortable you can't even say the word uncomfortable what's happened to you man on daytime television well sex on any time television why why let's okay let's make it simple why can't i see penetration after 11 o'clock at night because of the ofcom Okay. What, why, why is that rule there? Yeah, I can watch someone dying at, at four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, it's, you know, there's rules, isn't there? Yeah, but why? Why? Why is there, why is there, I would rather, I would rather, for, for the sake of all that is good, that the rule was you can't show dying people until after 11 o'clock, but we can show people making love. We can show people enjoying each other's company in the most intimate of fashions any time of the day. And yet we can't. We can't. That's weird, isn't it? Wow. That's weird, Craig, and I know you're uncomfortable talking about it, but that that's weird. But I didn't watch any of the coverage of the Westminster Bridge either. Yeah, but it was on. It. it was on. Sky News was showing it. It was on. Yes. Society is going to hell, isn't it? Society oh, is, is um, arse about it when it is acceptable to see people dying. Actually, they're breathing their last breath but we're not allowed to see people creating life. Well, it's worse in America, isn't it? Because they have violence quite a lot, but they're even stricter on yeah. sex in films. I just don't there. understand it. And you'll never see a Hollywood film with actual 
sex. You'll see fake sex, but you won't see at real, real people, really, real intimacy. You'll never get real intimacy in a Hollywood movie. And I think that's sad. And yet we can see someone, you know, firing a machine gun in a Hollywood movie and blowing up a building, but you'll never see actual, genuine intimacy. Well, there's all forms of intimacy. It doesn't have to... But the most, surely the most intimate, physically, you can be with someone is intercourse. I don't know. Wiping someone's bum is quite intimate. Sorry? Wiping someone's bum is quite intimate. Wiping someone's bum? I've never seen that in a film. (laughs) I've never seen it in a film. You're right. I've never seen it. It's a different kind of intimacy. Yeah. I think I'd be. I'd like to know the person better doing that than I would the other. Can you imagine? Crap! I've had to wipe my um, mum's backside. Yeah. Um, can you imagine being in a position where you, you, you're relying on other people to wipe your backside? Yeah, that's a horrible uh, isn't it? loss of control. Isn't it? isn't it really when you're so dependent on other people to do that? The the, the, the one of the most base. Um, things you can do for one of, the most, one of the most loving things you can do for another human being is to clean up their mess after they've been to the bathroom of course you play that game as a parent don't you when you look at your fingers and you go is that poo or chocolate and sometimes it's poo or chocolate and how do you how do you determine which it is do you suck well, it the taste yeah hey. anyway yeah. craig the incredible hulk yeah, and one of the shows they had, you know the Dead Zone movie with Christopher Walken from the Stephen King novel? Yes. Where he shakes the president's hands and finds out he's going to launch, a bit like Trump, I suppose. Yes. He's going to launch a nuclear bomb. They did the TV show of it, and they had one of the guys who was in the Breakfast Club movie, the one that played the dorky oh, okay. kid in it. Yeah. And the Horror Channel started playing it. Excellent, you know, Series 1, Series 2. They went to Series 5. Oh. Great cliffhanger. Didn't bother showing Series 6. Oh. Got no idea how it ends. It was getting really good. Well, uh, uh, do they have any intention? This is why one of the many reasons I don't trust television, because it lies to you. Yeah, no, on the on the website now, uh, no, mo- no longer transmitted. This was about a year ago I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And because it's such a strange series, you yeah. can't really get it on any dodgy sites either. Can to, you not uh, buy it on DVD? I doubt, I doubt you'd have a UK release, and then you're talking using a Region 1 DVD player. Well, well, all, all the DVDs players can be cracked. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, you know, if we're talking legalities and, obviously, you're a Murdoch uh, company oh, now. Hang on a second. Well, that was the, one of the funniest things ever, that was. What was that? When, when they were showing um, Oscar, about five, maybe five years ago, they were, they were showing the Oscars, and they had um, a British um, celebrity panel when they had the breaks. Yes. And it was when Game of... I think it was when Game of Thrones started. Right, you can get The Dead Zone, Season 6, for £7.49... On Amazon. Well, then I didn't try hard enough. Thank you. you very much indeed, Craig. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Yes, we will. We had jo- uh, John Lydon on about what three months ago. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Mm. Ad Bob. 
Uh, I do. Uh, thanks for having me on. A uh, bit of an echo. Uh, I, I contacted you on Twitter earlier, and I made the common mistake of someone who's getting trolled online, of coming across a bit like a troll themselves when they try and explain somehow the situation that they're in. And I just wanted to come over and make that point to tell you the truth. Hang on a minute. Are you the person that I asked to stop contacting me on Twitter? Yeah, leave me out of it, which right. kind of suggests that that you. I, I tried to introduce you to a spat. I wasn't interested, and but now you've... <laughs> well done for, for leaving me out of it on Twitter, but now you've phoned me up to uh, talk no, about uh, the spat. I, no, I didn't actually want to talk about the spat... Uh, because obviously, there's, there's I'm not having a topic, I, I, I'm not having a spat with you if that's what you're thinking. But I'm not. Oh no, I, not I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not interested in what is going on on Twitter. No, uh, in what in what in what in relation to what exactly? Sorry, what in relation to what exactly? Well, to, to, to I don't understand your premise. Well, you you. You've advertised the show on Twitter and yes. you made certain comments to certain people. Yes, I, but I'm not interested. This comments. is the attitude. This is the attitude that turned me off you on Twitter. I'm not interested in Twitter. Well, that's cool. Twitter's not a very nice place. What you're do What you're doing though is you're carrying on the conversation that I asked you not. That I asked you to to exclude me from on Twitter. No, I'm not to make other points than that. I well, no, and you were, well, maybe, but, but uh, you, you, were, you were going on about trolls, and you were telling me all this stuff about trolls, and doing that thing that people do when they think they have secret information, DM me and I will tell you more. Well, no, either oh, no, say that was much, because there's certain things I can't say publicly. But, I don't, but I'm not cases, interested. Like Eve Thomas tried to say earlier. But I'm not, I'm not interested, I'm not interested. In what exactly? You, you say you're not just interested in Twitter in general. Yeah. Um, well, you see, you, you were interested enough to let, well, not let, but make, allow people like um, Eve Thomas, and um, she's a very inspirational person. You're carrying on the conversation her, her on Twitter that I've about, asked you to exclude me from. But my point is that... I'm not they, interested. They are, there are two types of trolls. I'm not interested. You're, 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 you, do you not see what you're doing? You, you, are, you have been. I've politely, you know, you've been tweeting me about trolls and things, and I've, I have finally said, "Could you leave me out of this, please?" I think I did. I say it twice or three times to you. I'm not sure. I think it was twice. Okay, and now you're phoning me up to carry on the conversation that I've, that I've, I've asked to be left out of well, because I'm not interested producer, in it. I, I told the producer what I'd like to do and she allowed me through. Well, that's, but that, but, I, but you've, but you've still... It's you've, between me and the producer. No, you, you, you've called up, the producer puts people through who... And then the producer asked you, do you so want to her, no, call? It's, so you're saying it's, it's... Cath- and I was put through blind, was I? Are you saying, Kath- are you saying that it's Catherine's fault that no, you are... I'm, con- I'm, no, I'm, let me finish, let me finish. I'm what's, what's, fine, let no. me finish. Are you saying it's Catherine's fault that you have phoned up to continue a conversation that I have twice asked you to leave me out of? It's Catherine's fault. No, my fault. point is, is that this Except call respo- No, no, you, no. You, Except no, you, responsibility. You are, no, please, you've just asked me a question. Let me uh, answer well, that. Uh, are you saying you, it's you her just, fault? No, not at all. What so I'm it's your fault. It's you your were, responsibility. You, Except responsibility. You, I will. But you were briefed about what I was going to no, talk I, no, about. No, I, no, I wasn't. It says so on my... why did you come in on me hot like that? I mean, I had other points. No, you phoned up. You, it says online. on here. It says. I tried to tell you what it said. Have you got notes? It's no. 
No, it says here, A.D. Bob says he's yeah. had beef with you online because he was a T.W. and then the well, screen I finishes. I came on to apologise, man. No, I didn't come on to talk about my stuff. You're continuing a conversation that I have twice I was, asked you to leave me out of. And you phoned up to tell me. First of all. But no, then I you carried on telling me about it. I'm not. I'm not interested Look, in Twitter. I unequivocally want to say sorry for bugging you online while you were. And now, will you apologise for bugging me on the phone? No, while you were trying to make a point on on your show. I, I, I've, see, I've done it again. I, I'm actually being trolled online. I've been trolled I'm for in, five I, years. I'm not interested. Well. They, I'm, I'm trying to tell you about the difficulties I've had trying to get people to understand what I've been going I through. I know, and you were telling me on Twitter, and I asked you to leave me out of the conversation. No, no, I was trying to point out on Twitter what's been going on, because it's the same people that are having a go I'm at not, me. I'm not I've interested. Had a go at some of your guests. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in any of the baggage that may have been, well, uh, that may have attached itself to one of my guests. I'm not interested. No, I was interested to hear her thoughts on stalking. And I'm, I'm trying. I was trying to make some valid points about stalking, not just what no, I raised you've, online. You, with you, 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 you were talking issues. about. You were talking about. You were continuing the conversation that I very, very politely. I could have muted you. I could have blocked you. I could have told you to f off. I very politely asked you to leave me thank out of that conversation. But thank you for doing that in that way because you could have actually said it in a much different. Fashion. I know I could. I'm a could, nice could guy. Could we draw the line in the sand and? Just well, are you going to are you going to carry again. on this conver? Well, well, no. no are, are you going to carry on the conversation that. on Twitter that I've asked to be left out of? No, I'm not a troll. I'm not a troll. This is what I'm trying to tell you. No, but you're it's annoying. Psycho- I, I didn't mean to be annoying. But you were, and I think well, self I'm- a lack of self awareness. Um, this is the trap that I've fallen into, that, that people like me who are being assailed online commonly fall into. We end up coming across like trolls ourselves. I know, I know, and I exactly, and you can stop that. apologise about that. You've done it, you've apologised. Well, thank you for letting me do so, eh? It's just... It's oh, there's a tone in the voice there. Uh, no, 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 honestly, thank you for letting me do so. It's, it's like cool. Well, you could have just left it. When you, when you could have just left it. When I said, could, just for the first time, could you leave me out of this, please? Um, y- you carried on. And then for this, this is one of the problems I have with Twitter and why I have no it's interest one of the in problems it. problems that I come across as well. It really is. And why I have no interest in it is because, because people j- just start talking to me about stuff I have, I have no interest in and, and expect, and, and then get angry. When I say no, I'm, I'm not, not interested, I haven't got angry at all. I've got, got a little angry bit angry this evening. No, no, I'm I'm frustrated and I'm I'm a bit upset as well. But I, I haven't swore or I haven't had a go at yet, and I've been really even. And like I've even said, let's draw the line in the sand and discuss another issue related to trolling and victims. Well, which is the conversation that I asked well, you to exclude me from. Well, I mean, Twitter. but now you're asking me to talk to you. What do you want? I mean, do you want to just kill this convo? But I, I don't know what, I, what my purpose is now. As well, like a, a, a does anyone know what their purpose show. is? Does anyone know what their purpose is? Uh, existentialism, you know, I can discuss that all day, man. You should see my timeline. I, do, uh, I don't want to see your timeline. I'm not interested no, no, in your timeline. I'm not asking you. I'm not. I'm not. You just said you I'm should see. It. To, I'm not prompting you to try and look at the timeline. I'm not advertising anything at all related personally to me. I, I really am trying to avoid that. You know, um, you, you, 
Please don't put me in a box and up a corner. I, I haven't. I've not done anything. All I've done is ask you to exclude me from a conversation, probably about well no, I mean, twice I, online I, and I, about eight times in this phone conversation. I'm no, not putting no, you in anything. I, but I did say at the outset. I, I'm why do you want me to like you? Why is it? Why is it so me. important for me to like you? No, it's not. It's it's not that I want you to like me at all. I'm not looking for you to validate me. Well, why have I, you phoned I, up then? Because I wanted. I was hoping, actually, that a message would be passed here that, hey, Bob, you're sorry no. you come across like an doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. No, it's not a messaging could, service. It's a phone-in show. Well, I'm sorry. I can't contact you online. You're not following me. I can't DM you. Well, you could have just stopped. Why do you need to contact me? You could have just, uh, uh, the first because or second request of being asked to, to leave me out of the conversation, you could have just either said, all right, sorry, or just not replied. That would have been good enough. I made a mistake, and I tried to make it right. That's all. Really. I haven't tried to advertise what I'm doing, what's happening to me, anything I'm going through like that. I was trying to make reference to the fact that there are different types of troll out there. Uh, different, they've got different reasons for doing their thing. I mean, look you, at me you, at you, the moment. <laughs> you, you've actually called me a troll. In other words, today. no, I haven't said. I haven't but, said. I haven't said a but, troll. No. I haven't said that at all. You've said that. You, and you're, you're, do you know what you're doing? I'm trolling you online. I've not. I've not. <laughs> I've not said that idea at all. <laughs> I know, but you see that the. the you're, I'm, you're, I'm this is what you're doing. You're jumping to your own. You're, you're jumping to your own conclusions. I've not said that, but you are carrying on the conversation that I've asked you to exclude me from. I know, but. Why are you coming around to that singular point? I've made many other points during this conversation. No, you haven't. You keep picking up the conversation that I have asked no, you to exclude me from because I, I am not analysis. interested. You've referred to this point much more than I have. You've no, you keep coming back outrage. to it. Why do you keep coming back to it? Because you've referred to it so often. I can talk about anything you want. You keep it's saying that. You mention existentialism and then you went back to your Twitter no. timeline. You mentioned existentialism. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't mention existentialism. I said, what is anyone's point? You went, ah, existentialism. I can talk about that. You should look at my timeline. You should get off Twitter. Why? Because you're obsessed with it, man. Obsessed with what exactly? I don't hardly ever talk to anyone because everything I say is targeted. I can't speak to anyone. There's the conversation again that I've asked you to exclude me from. The victim trying to tell you what's going on. I'm not. No, I, I'm not interested. As I said on Twitter, please exclude me from this conversation. And then I tried to give you a reference just now because you asked me to as to why I've referred to it. What ref? You're, you're speaking in riddles, man. No, I'm not. You, you, your, your producer allowed me on here to talk to you. Don't blame it on oh, her. Accept no, responsibility I, no, for making a call that wasn't that wanted. One. Don't return to well, why You're a talk show. Why did you let me on? Because why you, you phoned up. got me online now? Because you phoned why don't up. you just cut me off? Because I'm not like you that. You should be doing... Well, why don't you actually try and... I'm not trying to qualify... My, I mean, you've actually, you've poured everything on me now. You've tried to say that I'm just trying to get you to like me, that I'm obsessed with Twitter. You haven't, you haven't made any references at all to anything that you've seen about me or... I don't know anything about you and I don't care about you. I know, but you've just returned to these singular points that you keep coming to. No, you keep going back to a conversation that I'm not, I'm not interested in. Well, what would you like to talk about, man? Well, you mentioned that you knew a lot about existentialism. I'd love to discuss that with you. What do you know about it? Okay, man. Well, at the moment, there's, um, you know, um, 
there's a few experiments that have been going on over the last 30 years. Incredible stuff, man. They are trying to determine if we can actually dispense with our view of time, because time is linear the way we see it. It has to go forwards. But when you go down to the small levels, um, the time is actually dismissed. The, the time can go forwards and backwards. And there's quantum experiments that can show exactly that that has happened. But there's a few really interesting mind experiments as well. Which um, Who's conducting uh, these experiments? Oh, I'd have to refer to someone, because I've, I don't know these names off the top of my head. Your... Um, well, no, I'm not going to say that word. Right? You need. To, I, I suggest you go outside and breathe some fresh air. Why? I just think. I just think that being you a man of your a man of your age, a man of your I'm age that it. obsessed with Twitter, I, I just don't think it's healthy, AD Bob. No, no, you you hang. No, I'm, why, why are you saying I'm obsessed with Twitter? I've just mentioned it's all you've spoken about all night. Twitter. No, it isn't. Okay. Well, thanks for calling. Oh, see, are you? Oh, see. Yeah. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee. Talk radio. Another hour to go. We'll play the Jimmy Tarbuck interview this hour that we um, we missed yesterday. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Um, don't forget, guys, to tick your radar diaries. You're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. guys just so i've had a little glimpse at uh, uh, twitter and um i'm so glad i'm not engaging with it during the show because 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 everybody's a critic don't tell me how to do my job guys not on twitter <laughs> not on twitter i don't tell me don't tell me how to do my job on twitter i've got certificates i'll have you know eddie christie <laughs> Paul Kelly. Eddie, let me read one tweet. Hang on. From Eddie Christie. Stop being an antagonising, repetitive twit. And cut him off if you don't want to be involved in his conversation. I'm switching off, says Eddie. No, he's not. He's still listening. Because Eddie's got no life. He'll keep on listening. He cannot stop listening because it's good. The show's so good. He keeps wishing he was me. Yes, he does. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Starting to hot up now, guys. Starting to hot up, isn't it? Ha! Ha! Bam, 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 bam. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba. 
Twitter is now closed for the rest of the show. I cannot see your tweets. I cannot read your tweets. Um, if you've got something to say, you've got beef with the way I do this show, if you're unhappy with the direction it's going, um, call up, guys. Call up. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Loads of people. Really big audience on uh, Periscope tonight. If you want to take part, 0344 0344- 499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us um, a call, you're more than welcome. Twitter really is a strange beast, isn't it? And I, I do wonder, when will they pull the plug on it? When will they realise that actually... Um, they say, don't they, that um, sat-navs melt our brain a little bit because it stops us thinking... So the neural pathways that are created when we read a map or we plot a journey by looking at pictures or using gut instinct or the sun or guesswork or taking a punt, um, those neural pathways never get constructed. So by using sat-navs, we're becoming dumb. We're becoming actually dumb and stupid. We're we're losing skills. There is no skill in sticking your phone in a holster and typing in a postcode. There's no skill. There is a skill in getting an address and finding an atlas and going through and, and, and working. There's a skill in that. There's no skill in typing in some numbers and letters into your phone and following a blue arrow. If you use a sat-nav, well, you're dumb. You're stupid. We need to make these things illegal. This is what I would do, right? If I were Prime Minister, forget the Brexit and all that. Do all that. That's fine. Here's what I'd do to stop us being a nation of idiots. I'd ban sat-navs. Okay? If you're going to travel by car, you've got two options. You either plan your route using a map and you have the person sat next to you reading the map or maybe you make notes or you just take a punt. You point the car in the direction you think you want to go and you just head off. No one goes for like a a drive to get lost anymore. No one does it. No one does it because you're all stupid. I don't use a sat nav. Don't use a sat nav. There's no point because I'm not an idiot. I don't want my brain melted by losing skills. I've got a map. What I tend to do more often though is I just get in my car and go right. Well, London's that way. Wales is that way. Where am I going? Up there a little bit. And I'll kind of take a drive and and, and take a punt. It makes life so much more exciting that way. So much more exciting. That little element of danger. You don't quite know what's going to happen. Wonderful. Isn't it? Isn't it brilliant? If you use a sat-nav, if you plug your phone into a holster on the windscreen... Would you just ask him for trouble? You're, you're an idiot. You're literally an idiot. And if you've got, if you've got kids, and they're watching you using a sat nav, what a terrible example to set to them. Um, 
80 Bob, you've just called back in. What, what's wrong? He's gone. Okay. I thought, okay. <laughs> he wants to talk to Catherine. He wants to pass a message on. That's not how it works. We're not a P.O. Box number service. We are a phoning show. That's how it works. Tony, are you an idiot? Tony? Hello. Yes. Are you an idiot? No. Do you use a sat-nav? I used one once. What happened? Tony? Tony? Can you hear me? (laughs) You're cutting in and out, Tony. All right, I'm going to phone back. Thanks very much for calling. Uh, We do have a very strict rule of no double bubble. I I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can bend the rule there. I don't know. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. So I would ban sat-navs. I would ban them because they make us stupid, right? And I don't want my kids to be stupid, right? And Twitter does the same thing. Twitter has the same impact on the brain. It makes us stupid. Someone asked me today, why do I delete all my tweets? I delete my tweets every day, sometimes twice a day. Because it's refreshing. Because it's wonderful. Because it's spring cleaning. It's like cleaning up, tidying my office desk. At the end of the day, I tidy up all my junk from the studio. Got papers and a lamp and a lava lamp and a computer and my diary and a hard drive. At the end of the day, The end of the show, I tidy all of those things up and I put them in a bag. And it's the same with Twitter. I delete all of those these tweets. I delete them. One day I'll be brave enough to step away from Twitter completely. What Twitter does is it creates a real sense of self-importance that is misplaced. It creates a sense of entitlement where people think that because they can see you on Twitter, then they should be able to touch you and talk to you and ask you anything. And if you don't answer it immediately, then you're a complete tosser. And if you disagree with someone on Twitter, well, then you're a tosser. And if you block someone, that's a moral victory. That means you can't stand up to an argument. Well, actually, it means really bored of you. Really bored of you and your stupid, dumb entitled points that you're making it's a real sense of entitlement and i've noticed it around this show and i've noticed it with people that contact this show via twitter which is why i'm one of the reasons i'm ignoring twitter during the show is there's a real sense of look at me look at me and i'm sending you a tweet i must be important i'm sending you a he's not reading my tweet out He's not replying to my tweet in the way that I would like him to do. Twitter makes you dumb, makes you stupid, makes you um, entitled, makes you think you are important to people to whom you are not important. The number of you listening that I've muted on Twitter... Because I'm not interested. Now, some of you will take offence at that. Some of you will get angry at that. I'm not interested. Not interested. So I've muted lots of you. Um, don't email me asking me if you've been muted because uh, <laughs> that just gets awkward. 
Twitter, I think, is probably the worst thing that's happened to humankind in the last 100 years. I can't think of anything that has had a more negative impact on people and society than Twitter. It's awful. Makes you dumb. If you get all of your news from Twitter, you're dumb. If you use a sat-nav, you are dumb. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Tony, I've got no idea what happened there, uh, but it keeps going to voicemail. I'm being told when we try to call her back. Oh well. Um, late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Right, let's try Tony again. Good evening, Tony. How are you? Can you hear me? Kind of. What Can you is, hear me now? What on earth is wrong with your telephone? I live in Cornwall. Right. What on earth is wrong with your telephone? I don't know. The weird thing I just phoned you from... An, well, you phoned me back on another phone. Right. It's, it keeps dropping out again. I know. Well, as I said, I live in Cornwall. I don't quite understand what that's got to do with it. Because what happens is the television... Um, signal drops signal drops out that it's not it's not we don't live in that London well no but I, I, I've been to places outside of London and been able to make a phone call hmm. well I I move from um, well from Slough High Wycombe and I could always make a call there but then for the last 10 very years good, very good signals in, in High Wycombe I've moved to Cornwall High Wycombe has got an excellent um uh, record for phone calls. Exactly. What and, have you uh, called in for, Tony? Well, I haven't spoken to you for a while, um, and um, I, I literally was just calling in to say, hello, how are you? What, what have you been up to? I've been, been going on? I've been working. Okay. So how... What, I haven't been honest with you. I haven't been listening to the radio so much in the last few months, so I was... You might just fill me in with what's been going on. What, with every show that's been on that you've missed? Not every show I've missed, but I do remember there was a show... Well, I, I, when I listened not too long ago, did say that you would like the element of people just phoning in and having a conversation. Yeah, but, the, but, but, but you want me to do all the work? No, I'll do some of the work. Go on, then. You start. You start it. And you start it, and I'll I'll jump in when I when I uh, see a space. Okay. So um, it was before um, Christmas. It was quite a friendly show, good show, lovely show, always nice show. Um, but then I remember you did the, um, the sort of going for it nasty show. What you called them? I did one mean show. Yes. Mean show. Yeah, one. Has that has that had any repercussions? No. No. Well, like, what what repercussions would there be from me doing a show? I got paid. Because yeah, people are mean, aren't they? Sorry. And because people are mean, so as a result of one means, it might have gone on that it it, it sort of uh, escalation effect. No, but that hasn't been the case. No. Tony, your line, your phone line is awful. Let's go to Julie. Evening, Julie. 
Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Julie. I thought I'd um, phone up and tell you how to do your job. Um, thank not you. Really. <laughs> this is one of the twi- <laughs> Everyone on Twitter knows how to do everyone else's jobs so much Absolutely. better. <laughs> I know, right? But they won't phone know. up and say I'm rubbish, but they'll tweet me. <laughs> cowards, cowards. If you if you think I'm rubbish, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't tweet me, you coward. Anyway, you're, prob- you're probably <laughs> muted anyway. They can turn it off, can't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, I was actually phoning up to say that um, you were saying about the pitfalls of Twitter, the demon devil that it is. But I was going to say that um, I learned on Twitter about the um, podcast, which I know that you were tipped off about, and that's S-Town. S-Town? And is, well, you would have you would have found it eventually without Twitter. I'm sure, I'm sure I would. You um, but I wanted it. to, um, no, you know, sometimes, or oh, you used to do the, um, film ring. Yes. Um, oh no, it's just, do you know what? As I'm saying it, I think it's a stupid idea. Um, I just wondered if it's, I just really enjoyed it. I listened to the whole S Town podcast in a. No, no spoilers, no, no spoilers. No spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. But I wondered, I just wondered if maybe. You wanted to do a pod ring or something. I just found it a really enjoyable podcast. I am going to ask the gentleman who made it if he would like to come on the show, but I suspect, because he also does a thing called This American Life, which apparently is huge, which I've never heard, which is huge. I didn't listen to Serial either. So I would imagine that he is either too busy or would not be interested in coming on a little piddly show like this. But, uh, yeah, when I've finished S-Town, I will um, see if I can find an email address and I will um, invite him on, yeah. Brilliant. It's good. I don't, I don't really listen to podcasts because I like listening to the radio, um, or CDs. That's, you know, I can, I'm yeah. still quite traditional in that sense. Um, but yeah, it is, um, it's a cracking, uh, it's a cracking little show. Yeah. It's, um, but you would have, I can't think of one good thing that's come out of Twitter. Maybe we'll do this tomorrow, right? I can't think of one good thing that's really? come out of Twitter that, that that couldn't have come out of something else. Um, well, I've met people through, for example, um, liking the same podcasts and things. And also, do you remember when you did a... Um, we used to... Uh, Love Scope, no, what was it called? Where you used to go into somebody else's periscope. Yeah. We used to... Um, you went into a quiz one once. Yeah. And I then became an avid music quiz. Um, yeah. but that's but that's that's Periscope. That's not Twitter. But that's as a result. Oh, you're right. Thank you. Damn it! <laughs> this is what right. we'll do, Kath. Remind me tomorrow. We'll do this tomorrow. We have got Joe McGrath coming in, the film director, in the first hour. Well, I just I want to know when Peter Sellers punched him in the face. Um, uh, but after that, we will we'll, we'll do it. And no one will be able to answer this one good thing that has come out of Twitter that couldn't have happened with something else. Because I, 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 the more I think about it, yeah. the more I genuinely believe that Twitter should be they should switch it off. It was an experiment. And it failed. It brings out the worst in people. It certainly does. And it melts our brains. We are dumb because of Twitter. And I'm fighting back. I'm fighting back by deleting my tweets every day. By trying... And it's difficult because it's addictive. You know, it's, once you've tasted crack, it's hard not to want to taste more crack. It's addictive. So Moorish. Yeah, it's so Moorish. I, um, I, I am d- trying to disengage from people on Twitter. And they don't like it. You heard that last gentleman, you know, the gentleman before the, the, the top of the hour. Absolutely. Didn't like it. That I didn't I, I didn't want to be involved in that conversation. Um, and, yeah. and, and there is such a sense of entitlement 
entitlement. Well, why didn't you reply to my tweet? Why are you asking me to stop? No one respects anybody's privacy on Twitter. Correct. You're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I think it's kind of, when you see people um, in public personas or whatever, and they're tweeting, I think people feel that they are on the, I don't know, that they can relate to them as if they were, I don't know, mates down the pub or something, which just isn't true. It's it's not right. No. We'll, uh, oh! <laughs> and uh, Interstellar AD Bob is, um, has tweeted me. Oh, no. Not about, um, not about what that conversation, but, um, but about something else, you know. See, I could tell that he was trying to apologise, but if you say to somebody, don't involve me, it means don't involve me. Well, Twitter has, everyone is accessible to everyone else, and and that is wrong. That is wrong. We have not evolved to be that way. And if, if, and, 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 and Julie, if you're not as interested in this thing as I am, uh, you, you're wrong, and you should be interested, and you will keep listening. No, I am telling you that what I am saying now (laughs) is really important, and you should be interested. Why won't you retweet this thing about a missing soldier? Why won't you retweet this link about, people get really, I never, retweet yeah. sponsored things missing i never do it i've made a decision years ago never well, doing it all the time otherwise yeah, never t- if uh, i do one i've got to do all of them and i just and i uh, no no i won't and people say the arrogance of you the arrogance of you not to retweet um for a sponsored thing to um the, 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 to, to get a wheelchair for a, a, a you know a toddler but no no but uh, surely the more important thing would be i don't think that by me retweeting you're actually going to get a wheelchair for a toddler so no, no i've made absolutely. a decision not to retweet the thing is, those the, things the guy who phoned up uh, before to apologize he wanted to apologize so that you saw his point of view but the whole point is he was doing it because he was trying to justify why he'd done it was really he's only justifying it for himself for himself i well, suppose well tomorrow's show know. from 10 no, from eleven because we got Joe for the first hour. Uh, fr- fr- from eleven, we will we, we will we'll reach a conclusion. I challenge anybody to phone in and give me one good thing about Twitter that that you can't get from something much more healthy, healthier. That's the challenge tomorrow. Thank you, Julie. Thanks. There we go. We'll do that tomorrow. That'll be fun. There won't be anything. Okay, we we, we uh, I've met Matt Haig because of Twitter. Well, I could have, I probably would have ended up reading, well, in fact, I did read The Humans before I'd even met, even seen Matt on Twitter, but I got, got bought it because it was a good book. So I was aware of Matt before Twitter. I probably would have read Reasons to Stay Alive. Um, <clears throat> and had I felt so minded, I might have sent a letter to the publishers. And he might have replied. So that that would have happened. We'd certainly have got him on as a guest. Anyway, reached out to him via his agent or via his publishers to come on as a guest. So that doesn't count. Um, <clears throat> can't do it. I can't think of one good... This is tomorrow's show. This will be fun. This will be fun. You, you want topics? I'll give you topics. Uh, tomorrow, we will, we will try and get to the bottom of this. Um, <clears throat> I've got this croaky voice, and I don't know why. I've had it for weeks. I, of course, think it's cancer. It's not me being frivolous. I do that. Oh, croaky voice for weeks. It must be cancer. Um, tomorrow. Um, and, and we'll do it on the telephones. 
no tweeting in with your answers, guys. Um, because that would be pointless. Have a think about it. You've, you've got a few hours to have a little think about it to, um, to let me know if you can come up. You won't be able to. You won't be able to. All it's done is bring um, anger and bullying and um, fear and resentment and entitlement and um, depression and, um, did I say anxiety, and um, addiction into our pockets. That's all it's done. That's all it's done. We need a bold leader, a brave prime minister. Forget all the, 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 the trivial stuff, like leaving the European Union, right? And, and trade deals with America. Forget that. You want a prime minister. You want a politician who will stand up and say, when I become prime minister, I will switch off Twitter. We won't have it anymore. And honestly, it will sound terrifying. It's like saying to a junkie, I'm going to lock you in a room and I'm going to get, I know where you, I know where your stash is. I know where all your stashes are. You've got some under the mattress. You've got some in your shoe, some in your sock drawer. There's some in that little air. I know I'm going to get rid of it. And the panic and the fear and the, the sweats start to kick in. But honestly, you're better without it. You're better without cocaine. You're better without crack. You're better off without heroin. And you're better off without Twitter. You don't need it. You don't need it. You're better than that. Um, yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. That'll be fun. Um, I didn't get to go through any of the papers, which is a shame, because there were some good stories in the papers, some really good stories. My favourite, let me go, indulge me for 30 seconds, I'll give you my favourite. Oh no, where is it? Oh no, no, don't tell me it's gone. Don't tell me I wrote it down wrong. Oh no, guys. Where's that gone? Um... done that oh i know why put the wrong paper put the wrong paper hang on it's a great headline in the star donut craze seagull nearly ate my finger birds terror raid on boy a boy munching on a donut was left in agony when a huge seagull swooped on him and gorged on his finger. Thomas West, seven, was on a family day out when he was attacked in the street. Four more birds with three-foot wingspans then joined in the ferocious assault. The boy was left covered in blood after the shock attack in Plymouth. Dad Gary, who beat away the beasts, <laughs> said he had blood all over his hand and his donut was on the floor. It was terrifying. The donut was on the floor, guys. It was terrifying. <sighs> late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Interesting, then. We haven't got time to address this. People on Twitter and Facebook are going, if Ian doesn't like Twitter so much... He should just get off it. <coughs> yeah, get off Twitter, Ian. No, 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 no. I know what my mission in life is. It's to save you from Twitter. We'll do it tomorrow. Right. We've had some cracking guests. and I, 
you know, and I don't mean that lightly, and lots of you said, oh, I wasn't looking forward to the Nicholas Parsons, but what a brilliant interview. Exactly. We, I think that the, the interviews that, that, that we do on this show are, um, kind of unique. Kind of unique. And, and I think this Tarby one is another one of those. It's a cracker. He's about to do a tour with, um, Des O'Connor. Uh, they're going to do a series of shows. So we kind of got him on to talk about that and talked about all other bits and pieces. And uh, boy, oh boy, does he drop some names in there. I mean, and what just blew my mind with some of the stuff. So sit back, relax, enjoy me having a chat with Jimmy Tarbuck. Jimmy, honestly, this is such a thrill to talk to you. I flipping love you, man. I really do. I grew up, my kind of first memory of you was on that brilliant show, Winner Takes All. Oh, yeah, that was done up in Yorkshire television. That was a fantastic programme. You know, a really, quizzes these days, I think, are too complicated and too involved. And that was just a, I'll have five to one. It was, a, was it a lot of fun to do, Jim? Well, a lot of fun, but what made me laugh that years later, uh, all the so-called comedians of the day criticised me for doing a quiz show. Now they're all on them. It's funny, isn't it? Because there, there, there was uh, we've had a lot of um, kind of um, guests from your era on. We've had Tommy Cannon and Bernie Clifton and, and, and all these kind of people. And there was a period where, and I was probably guilty of it myself, if I'm completely honest, where it became very easy to knock that style of entertainer and now as as a you know bloke in my mid-40s i've got nothing but respect for you guys because you were trailblazers you set the scene and you did some groundbreaking stuff well you know i was the first one they took out of the clubs and put on mainstream television yeah you know and it was it was lovely and very exciting and i know that um one week I was on Bernard Manning's club in uh, Manchester, and then the next week they put me on Sunday night at the Palladium. Wow. wow. And in those days, of course, yeah. you didn't get the choice that you've got today. Mm. There was ITV or BBC One. Yeah, that was it. And so he got like 20 million viewers or more. And they were heady days, and it was... Just very, very, very exciting for a, I was 22, and so it was lovely. Did your, did your life change overnight then? You know, but from, from working in the clubs for years to doing that TV show, was it, was it a, a sudden transformation? Because of one show. On yeah. October the 27th, 1963, they put me on the Palladium, and then it all just... Well, it all changed, and I thought it was going to last five minutes <laughs> and not 50 odd years <laughs> and i don't know why and i, and I don't ask why because the great eric morcom one of my heroes yeah he just said to me one uh, we were walking on the finale of a royal show in 64 and he said you've got something don't go looking for it and that's it you know we we have this this term that's bandied around now and it's associated with a with a talent show the x factor but but it is just it is something that is completely undefinable and you're right you have it eric morcom has it you know the, these people have it and isn't it funny you know 50 years later and um you're still packing them in you've got this this, this tour you're doing with des o'connor where, where, what kind of places are you playing with that well uh right um Blackpool Opera House, Newcastle, Torquay. And it's lovely because he's a pro. Yeah. And he's very easy to work with. And we just have a lot of fun. How, how's the show? Um, if, if I come along, what's, how's it going to work? Do you do, do kind of a half each or are you on together? Yeah. What's the format? Well, the, the music goes 
and they say, and the show is direct from the Palladium, which is the most famous theatre in the world. Mm. Des O'Connor and Jim, and we walk on, and the audiences have been sensational. Yeah. We do 10 minutes at the top, then I do an hour, then there's an interval, and I go on and introduce Des, he does an hour. And then we have 10 minutes at the end where anything can happen. <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, you must still enjoy it, Jimmy. You must still love it. Only thing I don't like about it is the thing. Yeah, yeah. I hear that a lot. That You know, I've heard someone say that they, they do the concerts for free. It's the travelling they get paid for. Well, I mean, I mean, this is a fact. I mean, I don't care. Where are you now? Where am I speaking to we're in exactly? We're in South London. We're in Waterloo. Now, I wouldn't know how long I'd allow yeah. to get to you now because of the traffic. Mm. But, I mean, uh, that apart, the work is just, uh, it's a lot of fun. I've been lucky enough to see you. I saw you, um, and I, 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 it was, it was um, I'm going to say about six, seven years ago at the Royal Albert Hall, there was a, a, an evening, a tribute to um, Dusty Springfield. Oh, yeah. That was a great night. And, of course, you knew... You you were speaking from experience because you knew all those bands in the sixties, didn't you? Because the the comedy and the music circuit, you were all working with them all. Well, I mean, it all you know. I mean, including Dusty now, uh, it, it, it just all splashed out with the Beatles. Mm. All of a sudden, uh, youth had taken over, and she was a much better singer, you know. Yeah. That she's ever given credit for. Oh, I was listening to Dusty in Memphis the other day. That oh, album, oh, a hell of an album, man alive! What a voice, you know. And she was a great girl. I mean, she's a fun girl. She got very nervous before she went on, mm. and she always did. She got a bit of stage fright, but uh, good fun and uh, I mean a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. You know, she'd like a giggle, and there was a few of them then. Scylla uh, herself, yeah, of course. Dusty, uh, Lulu, who's still Still knocking them out now. <laughs> Some of the girls from those days were just, uh, you know, real, real singers, and what people wanted to hear. How did you get started, Jim? What, 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 what did your family do, and, and and why did you decide to to do comedy? Well, my mum was uh, in in the was a dancer. My dad was a bookie, right? And uh, my dad loved comics, and we used to go to the theatre in Liverpool once a week. He'd take us. And he never told me this night. I was about 11 or 12. And mother said, uh, get washed. Put your blazer on. We're going. And I go to the theatre. And then they, he never told me who was on. And I was sat there. And I, I can't do the actual music. But it went something like, dun, da, dun. Oh. Da, dun. Da, da, da. No. Oral and Hardy. Oh, was. Jimmy. No, really. And I couldn't believe it. I said, Dad, they're here. <laughs> I ran down the aisle to, to the end to just look up at oh, them, God. and uh, the fat guy just waved his tie and went, hello, and that <laughs> struck with me, because I love them. <laughs> Absolutely love them. Oh, you can't, like, I've got two boys, Jimmy, who are seven and five, and I mean, that some of those Laurel and Hardy films are a hundred years old, and we sit there still laughing today. I, it, I, it, for me, comedy doesn't get any better than those oh, two. Well, it, I mean, you show that one of them delivering the piano. Mm, oh, it's just, And you're on the floor. Yeah, it's delicious. And you actually got to see them live. How old were live. you? Live. Never got the chance of working with them. Yeah. Out of, uh, Absolutely love because I adored them. And did that plant the seed for you, Jimmy? Did you think, oh, I want some of that? I, I just loved the drug of laughter. Mm. And it is a drug. I mean, and there's no, I can't describe the feeling to you when people laugh. 
and the biggest laughs I've ever heard in any theatre now, Ken Dodd. Yeah. He doesn't get laughs, he gets roars of laughter. We had, um, it keeps coming back to Doddy, and I've never seen him live, and I must, I must try and get tickets, because we had um, a fella call up the other day, and he said that he'd bought his mum and dad tickets to see Doddy as a, as a wedding anniversary present, yeah. um, and he said he expected them home about 11 o'clock. I don't even tell me. No, and then 12 o'clock. They, they rolled in about 3 o'clock in the morning, he did five hours! My grandmother went to see him, we lost her. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. You're only doing an hour, Jimmy. Doddy's doing five hours. Well, and he, he still does five. it. He's um, stage struck. Uh, yeah, he, and people still love it, don't they? Which is wonderful. I said he's 80, 80 odd now. Mm. Why do you do so long? He said, well, young man, it, it doesn't seem like it to me. <laughs> and he loves it when he's on there and... Uh, it's very, he is, he is the best stage comedian yeah. we've ever had, and uh, it was very fitting that he got a knighthood. Yeah, it, is, it was wonderful to see him being, uh, being recognised like that. You, you, did you do much work with the Beatles? You did quite a bit, didn't you? Well, I, I went to Dovedale Road School, and the two of them were in there, John Lennon principally, but two years beneath us because of age thing, uh, George Harrison was in there as well. Yeah. And his brother was in our class, but Lennon, uh, Lennon was the Lennon was the they always had an answer. Mm. I remember the teacher said, uh, "Lennon, you're late." He says, "What time is it?" Sir? He said, "It's twenty past nine. He said, "Well, you're late as well, aren't you?" <laughs> well, the whole oh, the whole class just roared laughing. You were in the same class as him. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Oh yes, he was. Uh, he was a guy about Liverpool. Used to see him. As you know, he was a very good artist, very yeah. good writer, and, um, you know, he died that tra- tragic uh, death. Mm. Well, both him and George, you know, gone way too soon, you know, w- 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 way too soon. Well, there's too many of them lately. Scylla. Yeah, yeah, of course. Howie. I mean, in my side of business, Wogan, mm. Ronnie Corbett, you go... Bless us, who's going next? Yeah. It is, um, it is sad, isn't it? Which is why I've, I've got this, this theory. The thing I've learnt from 2016, Jim, is to, um, is if there are people, to artists, singers, actors, whatever, comedians that we love, we should tell them now. Because it's all well and good, you know, having a day playing David Bowie's music or, you know, showing the best of Wogan. But let's do these things while people are still alive. Listen, I'm with you, man. I mean, wh- when they can enjoy the plaudits. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, uh, I think your programs, I'm not teaching you to suck eggs, but I think they should have had a day for Chuck Berry records. Yeah, yeah. He did influence everybody in the rock and roll industry. Yeah. Oh, he invented it, you know, he, 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 he invented everything. He's the reason that we've got pop and rock these days. Any gig I've been to, and there's been a party afterwards with a few faces, and the guitar playing faces... Like Eric Clapton, Justin Hayward, uh, Joe Wall, all, all the good players. Yeah. I've not been to one where I haven't heard the riff for Johnny B. Good. Yeah, yeah. And they just play it and everyone goes in. Everyone knows it. Even if they think they don't don't know it, everyone knows the words to Johnny yes. B. Good. As he said, way down in Louisiana, back in New Orleans. Yeah, the the birthplace of it. Um You've had a good life, Jimmy. You must be, you've, you've got a, you've a brilliant family, and you've got a wonderful daughter, of course, Lisa. You must be dead proud of her. I'm very proud of her. And every now and then I, I hint at a record for her to play, 
and she plays it, and we chuckle. I got a second. The last one was a, a lovely uh, Tony Bennett song, and, and the record is a, it's an old record. It's uh, uh, The Very Thought of You. And there's a most wonderful trumpet uh, played on it, and, mm. and I just uh, stick that on. Uh, when you want to calm the show down mm. with a nice one, as you go, you know, you can't play it full blast all the time with Elvis, Chuck Berry, and the Beatles. You've got to have a slowy in there. Yeah. And so you pick Sinatra or, or Tony Bennett or the greatest singer in my time in show business from our little island, Tom Jones. Yeah, and, and there's another one who's, who's still going. It, it really is incredible that so many artists, music and comedians, that kind of started in the 60s or at least became prominent in the 60s, they are still going. And it's such a thrill for me because I can take, I've, I've taken my boys to see the Beach Boys and um, we, we might go and see the Zombies. And sure. it, it's such a thrill to see all these 50th anniversaries taking place and the people are still here and they're still going out, which is why when I saw the poster for you and, um, uh, you and Des, um, and I, I notice it's directed by um, Kevin Bishop, a, 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 a lad that I worked with a couple of times. Um, I was so thrilled to see the two of you going out there and doing it and playing really beautiful venues as well. And, you know, it sounds like it's going down a treat. Well, it all started with a charity night at the Palladium. Right. And it sold out. And then we said, uh, said I really enjoyed that. I said, so do I. And we both just looked at each other. He said, I know what you're thinking. I said, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you want to do a few of these? He said, yep. I said, me too. And we just have a ball. Did you, have you ever thought, Jim, have you ever, because, I mean, it's, it's a big tour and you're playing big shows. Have, have you ever thought in the 70s or in the 80s or in the 90s, they won't want me next year? They won't want me next year? Or has it just been a constant, you know, d d d d d your diary's booked up? Well, I know I think it would be a case of you, 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 you tick... Each year that goes by, and you think, hey, that was good. Mm. And you think, well, I've had a real good run. They've been great. And all of a sudden, they said, look, uh, I mean, this year, before, in about, starting in about six weeks' time, I'm doing 20 concerts. Flipping it. And you go, oh, hang on, I don't want no more. <laughs> I'm a little old man now, but <laughs> do I enjoy it? I absolutely love it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, Jimmy. And the thrills I've had and the people that it's. I've been paid to go around the world mm. to make people laugh. Did you ever play Vegas? Yes. Did you? When was that? Uh, 70s. H how did that go down? Yeah, great. Yeah. But they wanted me to stay there. Yeah. I went over and did, a, did the Mike Douglas show and a uh, Jackie Gleason birthday show. Wow. And then uh, I went back in 1980 with Bob Hope. I did this show for President Jerry Ford. Yeah. And they said, look, you want to stay over here for a couple of years? I said, well, no, I can't for a couple of years. You know, you can't just say, yeah, I'm, I'm staying for two years. But did I enjoy it over there? Yes. Did I enjoy Australia? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and all the places I've been. And, uh, and, of course, I have to bring this up, not to bore people. And I've played golf in all these places. <laughs> which I love doing. <laughs> Did you play a round of golf with Bob Hope? You many times. Wow. Because uh, Bob Hope, when I was a kid, it was Laurel and Hardy, but I loved those um, Hope and Crosby films oh, as yeah. well. Oh, I love them. What was he like as a person? Nice man. Yeah? Crosby was the better golfer. Did you play and, with Crosby uh, as well? Yes, I played with both of them. 
He loved golf. Yeah. He was a very witty had. You know, he was... Uh, and he, he, he said something funny to me today that I would pass on to some of the younger comics without them going, oh... He said, give them the first two minutes to look at your suit. <laughs> Meaning he always went on very well dressed. <laughs> and I try to, you know, my generation... Bruce and uh, and all those little Ronnie, uh, yeah, all, always went on looking smart. Yeah, and I think that's right. I don't think they they want to see you walking on looking like a bag of spanners. Yeah, um, and brilliant news about Bruce Forsyth. He's on the men's. Yes, he is. God bless him. Which I is great. Him this evening is he all right? He's fine. He's getting there. Good lad. Excellent. You know, he he, he uh, hasn't been well, and he had a fall, unfortunately. Yeah, and that knocks it out of you when you're a young guy. Yeah, yeah. But you've got to know, for 50-odd years, people have thought Bruce Forsyth was 35 years of age. <laughs> so much energy, and what a career. Easy. Well, I think he's our best all-round entertainer, certainly of my time in show business. Well, he, he could do everything. The game show, the singing, the dancing, the... Co- he, he, I mean, I, again, when I was a kid in the 70s, there was nothing funnier than watching him getting all flustered on the generation game. You well, know, well, literally exactly. rolling on the floor laughing at it. And then you see him sit in the piano and play something yep. lovely. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I mean, just one of ours. The two best I've seen over here for talent of ours would be Roy Castle... And Bruce. Roy Castle, yeah, yeah. Best ever I've seen, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. For strict talent. Mm. I mean, that, that Sammy Davis Jr.'s voice, and it, you know, and it just it, oh. and just the coolness of him. You know, you watch a clip of him, you think, man, that's just cool. Well, he was just a cool dude, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he just was. Jim, listen, I, I'm going to let you go. I, I, honestly, the 15-year-old me is so excited, and 43-year-old me, is so excited to talk to you, and I'm, I'm really thrilled that you're, d- you're doing this show with Des O'Connor. Thank and, you. And I wish you nothing but the best of success with it, mate, and, and, and let's hope we're talking in another five years' time. Well, you know, I would love that. Now, I, I'm going to spring this on you. Uh-oh. Uh, do you play re- uh, request? Jimmy, I would will, I will do anything for you. What do you want? Send us some money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll have because I've gone on about him. Well, I, when's the show going out? Uh, this will go out one night this week. I'm not sure what night it'll be yet, but it'll be one night this week. Well, let's do one because he he just changed music. Yep. Stick uh, Chuck Berry's Johnny Be Good. Mate, you, uh, it, it's the very, very least I can do for you, Jimmy. We'll, we'll give that a whirl. Thank you so much for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. Pleasure to talk to you and thanks for your time. Thanks, Jimmy. Take care, mate. Bye bye. Bless.
Join the Talk Nation. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 